Hey everybody, welcome to episode 156 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. Ooh. I, as always, am your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is here in the Not Kitchen studio with me? Uh, dorky Dave Rudden. Geeky Henry Gilbert. And special guest... I'm Bob Mackey, and I'm ready to take on the world! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hope, I hope it didn't break the whole uh, setup here. No, <laughs> okay. that was fine. Let's talk about Audacity some more. Yes. Um, it, as you may have noticed, the... Uh, the jock of our group, Chris Antista, yeah. is absent this week, which is kind of appropriate given that Thank our God. topic this week is... Nerds! <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the uh, the Spanish language yeah. one that they played multiple times what during the... Uh, That's on the that Laser is, Time yeah. Nerds yes. episode. It's Listen a nerds. It. <laughs> you, you have to roll the tongue. Yeah, it's, it's like good, warriors. Yes, exactly. From that, that was a good that, tongue roll there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't try to do it because I can't. Uh, I expected that from Michael. But yeah, you have to be trained from birth to do this. Yeah. Just being taught to pronounce my own name correctly. I watched a lot of soccer as a kid, so... Uh, yeah. They, uh... They rolled Barriaga. Barriaga do. And Ruglia. We're doing nerds because Day of the Tentacle yeah. uh, is being remastered this week. Remastered. It is remastered. <laughs> and Bob, you actually did a very sizable oral history. I did. I did a three-part oral history for usgamer.net. So just search for that and you'll find it. It's literally 20,000 words about the making of this wow. game. One of my favorite games and the fact that I was given an entire week to put this together has to mean something in this yeah. in this landscape in of gaming journalism. Gaming journalism. Who did you talk to to put that together? I talked to uh, Tim Schaefer, of course, uh, Dave Grossman, who co-directed the game, um, Peter Chan, who did the background art, Larry Ahern, who did the animation, he was the lead animator, and also Peter McConnell, one of the three musicians in the game, who did the uh, composer. And how many slides long is this feature? Slides. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you broke it up into slides, it would literally be like 35 carousels. You'd have to carry them down from the attic, and uh, <laughs> it would be a real carousel. pain in the ass. Have you thought about maybe cutting together the interviews into a sort of podcast? Um, the second I published it, someone asked me that, and I wanted to kill them because no, I had just spent <laughs> like 70 me. hours writing it. So, uh, yeah. Read words, people. Yeah. Transcription is a bitch. Yes, I, I totally this. agree. Thanks, th thankfully, I didn't do it. Thanks thanks to Liz Lerner, who did all that. Yeah, uh, the transcription. Nice, nice. That is the kind of support you don't expect in the internet game anymore, of having, like, being able to hire a transcriber yeah. to get a whole week on... That that seems so crazy to me now. Like a whole week for one article—that's yeah. amazing. Like, but yeah. also all the planning and stuff. And uh, didn't you even tease that you even got some information on Maniac Mansion, the TV series? Oh I did. God. I couldn't include mm. it in the article, but I made sure to ask everyone about the awful, terrible Maniac Mansion TV series. That is nothing like the game. One of the biggest disappointments Absolutely of nothing. my childhood. And I made sure to ask everyone because that's a plot point in Day of the Tentacle. Really? And uh, ah. it, it didn't fit into the article, so I'm going to turn everyone's comments about that awful TV series into a separate article at some point. But in it's the, future. the and family dream. The theme uh, song tells us so. That that theme song is sappier than Growing Pains. It's so theme song. sappy. It's oh my like, god! What am I watching? <laughs> but it, it's yeah. a Canadian production, right? It yeah, so um, Canadian. It was on Family Channel, I think. It was. Yeah, it and was. Uh, what's his name? Um, Joe Flaherty. Joe Flaherty. Thank you. He yeah. is. He's funny. He, yeah. He's a really funny guy. Back yeah. to the Future, of course. Yeah. Dave. He was also. Yeah. I've got something for you. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, now I can't remember who it was, but I I listened to a whole podcast about how somebody was a a writer on Maniac Mansion and was able to get George Lucas sponsored Jesus. her uh, transfer to, for, to America like sponsored wow. her citizenship in America oh. to, to move from Canada actually yeah, was, I've heard this before but <laughs> yeah, I don't know the name of the actress interview. Yeah. damn it by the way Joe Flaherty was also on the short lived police academy sitcom man oh, wow. yeah. was that faithful so, <laughs> no okay 
I mean, it's probably Space Wolves of the Fast Times or Ridgemont yeah. High one. Was he in that? I wouldn't no. be surprised. Uh, they were able... a sitcom. I feel like yard. this is getting into laser time territory. Yeah. Talking hey, let's about just, TV yeah. and about Police Academy. The new Police Academy game <laughs> by Telltale. Everybody, spoilers. Uh, good. Embargo's not up yeah. yet. They'll mention uh, that. That should totally happen. <laughs> so let's jump in with this dark mirror that games have held up to their audience. Number five. No. Uh, this one's a little <laughs> bit obscure, but mm. that the character is kind of defined by this. He's the oh. Bartleby the Scrivener of video games. I, is this uh, Lester the Unlikely? It is Lester the oh, Unlikely. Yes. It may as well be. I would prefer not to. No, <laughs> but, yeah, so Lester the Unlikely, it was an interesting concept uh, created by Visual Concepts, ah. who you might know <laughs> as uh, 2K Sports yeah. today. Oh, wow. Um, so they went from nerds to jocks. They did. They totally <laughs> went from nerds to jocks. This was a kind of unremarkable Super Nintendo-era side-scroller that it had an interesting twist in that the character is reluctant to do anything. When you get him to the edge of uh, cliffs, he, he goes, no, or, you know, just kind of shakes and yeah. hmm. uh, trembles, and then you have to sort of force him over. When he meets a monster, he says something like this. And runs away. <laughs> Wasn't he really uh, rotoscope, sort of like out of the world he's, style he's animation? He was. really well animated. That's what I thought. And yeah, it, it definitely has that flashback yeah. uh, out of this world feel to it. But it's not a Delphine software game, mm. strangely enough. Do you remember the cover of this game? It was like it was Lester and a hot babe. Mm-hmm. It's a hot hot hula babe, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so, right? Yeah. So I I've noticed I I played a little bit of it and watched a playthrough of the whole thing. And when they first pitched the game to audiences and previews and stuff, they're like, oh, he learns as he goes along yeah. like at first he'll run from a monster but then he'll be able to confidently fight it and <laughs> they'll so, call his mom and tell him the monster yes, <laughs> yeah every time he sees a new creature he runs from it but then about midway through the game uh so the the whole uh plot of this i mm-hmm. should mention is that he's reading a comic book in the 90s so he's talking about like oh man i wish i could afford all 52 variant covers of this i'm not making <laughs> that part up yeah. That is real. And uh, falls asleep, uh, gets pulled aboard a cargo ship that is then ambushed by pirates and sinks in the middle of the Pacific. He swims to this island and has to survive. And midway through the game, uh, he runs afoul of the local villagers who think he's a pirate because obviously he's, yeah. a, he's a dork in a hoodie. <laughs> and uh, But then he... Uh, he kisses a girl or gets kissed by a girl uh. after rescuing her from a gorilla. And after that point, his animations actually change. Mm. So before, like... He's got this weird bulge in his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's about a foot taller suddenly. Uh, he, he uh, for the most of the game, he runs like really awkwardly, like he's flailing mm. his arms as he does it. And uh, after that moment, he sort of runs like he, with his arms close yeah. to his sides and his chest puffed out. So he's like, he's confident. Mm-hmm. Does he ever get a gun, the ultimate symbol of bravery? He does get a boomerang. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, he also gets a cutlass at one point and kills pirates, like straight up fucking kills Whoa. pirates. Uh, I wish it didn't sound like this. That's every time he thrusts with his cutlass and makes that This is like, a nerd would do that. This is like every modern AAA game where it's like the player has to kill and get used to the act of killing and mm-hmm. that, that, that changes them somehow. Yeah. They, were, they were doing this back in he, like 93. He, he was the original Laura Croft. Yeah. He was the original new Laura Croft, I should say. Mm. Oh no, I murdered a pirate. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although uh, the chess club think of this. It's yeah. a felony. This game could be read as a bizarre and a complicated metaphor for losing one's virginity and gaining confidence in the world as an adult and making the transition from adolescence to manhood. That sounds like the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well, the ending is... Uh, the chief gives him a surfboard. Uh, mm. the, the chief of the uh, the villagers gives him a surfboard that uh, was given to him by Duke Kahanamoku, which is a weird reference to squeeze in there. Duke Kahanamoku being that. a legendary oh. Hawaiian surfer. Ah, okay. Um, and says, like, oh, there were just some nuclear tests on Bikini Atoll. I bet you could catch a wave uh, generated by that and just ride it straight back to the mainland. And then, like, the last frame of the game is him sitting on a beach with his clothes all torn up and two bikini babes all over him. So, wow. yes. all right, so women are the reward. Exactly. I never, never rented. Oh, what'd you say? Sorry. As a lesser you dog. <laughs> I never rented some. this. Uh, I, I somehow felt self conscious about running a game about a nerd since I was one. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, it just it, felt kind of weird. Did, I, I played for more escapism than that. Not to yeah. see, like, <laughs> well, I like the idea of like, yeah, it's like he's a character like me, but then he becomes brave and strong, yeah. and it's like an inspirational tale. That I can become brave and strong, and like Lester, by the end of my story, have totally ripped abs. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. The cover also reminds me too much of those big Johnson t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I immediately think of when I think of that cover. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, nerd with glasses with a hot lady. That's a big Johnson t-shirt. You don't need Man. to star in a decent game if you've got a big Johnson. <laughs> but again, like, if you've got a 10-inch yeah. penis, like, I would think that would more scare away some women than, uh, yeah. than anything else. I guess it depends on the woman. Uh, there was a whole <laughs> subplot about that in Magic Mike Double XL. Exactly. That's yeah. why I based it on starring Pee Wee's new best friend, Joe Manganiello, yeah. as the well-endowed man. Mm-hmm. I think those big Johnson t-shirts were dishonest. Exactly, man. <laughs> and the co-ed naked shirts were even worse. I, I would hope... I want a, a world where if a guy wants to buy a big Johnson shirt, he has to prove he has a larger-than-average penis to buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so for those... Um, those Looney Tune shirts where like uh, Taz and Buzz, Bugs like dressed up in like uh, crisscross outfits. clothes. Uh-huh. Do you yeah. have to prove that you're like from the hood to wear those? You have to actually it, like, prove that you're a forty-something white woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Tweety Bird shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're like right. a denim Tweety Bird jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I need to get one of those. One yeah. thing I do like, I always have Lesnar the Unlikely. That's in my head as like. The ultimate in idle animation on the side of a platform where it's like, whoa, I'm gonna fall off. Mm-hmm. That is like, I, I I've barely even played the game, but that's the one I think of. Like, uh, yeah, I'm it felt a fall. little like Prince of Persia. I yeah. think that was the first. They needed one the really uh, Super like FX that, chip but... for that. Yeah. <laughs> that alone. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, clearly. Let's move on to number four. You should be more careful. I saw you coming two blocks ago. Traffic cameras. They're everywhere in this town. Good to know. I'm serious. You should toss out your fancy overpriced phone. I can find you through that, too. Yeah, look, I feel kind of weird having a conversation like this. Totally agree. We should be using, like, that Navajo code dialect. Anyone recognize this? I forget her name, but that's Saints Rose Master Hacker. Yeah, Kinsey ah. Kensington. Yeah, hmm. Kinsey Kensington. I like her a lot. I like... I especially like when she reveals weird aspects of her sexuality. Yeah, I've only like, played a three. Is she in all the games? She is in three, four, and Gat Out of Hell, and she becomes an increasingly integral character hmm. as the story moves along. And to the point where in Gat Out of Hell, she is one of the two playable characters. You can ah. play as either her or Johnny Gat. Nice. And everybody on YouTube seems to play as her. So. <laughs> but I love. Oh God, I just. 
I do love the Saints Row games. Like four is not as good as three, but uh, but they also were just making a last ditch effort of like we got to get this out on an old console now. Just put mm-hmm. it out, man. Yeah. THQ is yeah. collapsing around us. Finish the thing. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have time to play all of them, but I enjoy that they just want you to have fun. Not like the American yeah. dreams a lie, man. Yeah. Capitalism's yeah. a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. in like, Saints Row Four, it has a great parody opening of all right time to do a door breach and now it's time like it was yeah. just every parody of a call of duty make sure you crouch yeah. and get behind cover yeah yeah and like i don't know the saints row series like they always seem to start off like they they presume that you've played open world games so it's like let's start out with the most insane stuff whereas like yeah. gta is like can you drive my girlfriend for five blocks so you learn <laughs> how to drive a car in this game? Like, learn how to order food. Yeah, things yeah, like that. Look at the waypoints on your phone. That'll get you there. <laughs> yeah. You should go on a friend date with this one guy. He could use a friend. <laughs> yeah, I, and meanwhile, in Saints Row, oh, my God, Saints Row 4, again, starts so great yeah. with you, your invasion of the country, riding a rocket into the air while listening well, Aerosmith to the Aerosmith plays, song. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one from Armageddon. Then you become the president in either end cancer or poverty, or no, hunger or cancer. Then aliens invade, and then you have to do like... Um, uh, you do QTEs to eat pancakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. In the in the weird 1950s uh, hellscape in which yeah. you're trapped. I just like them giving the finger to like all all these conventions <laughs> of games. It is a smart like it's not. It's also eight million jokes at once, and not all are funny. But uh, damn, if it's not a good game. I also like that Kinsey has a very overt sexuality. They start yeah. out by hinting it, and then by the time the fourth game rolls around and. You have the weird, tacked-on, Mass Effect parodying <laughs> romance subplots. You get this. Hey, Kinsey, you want to fuck? Let's go. <laughs> Punches you, then jumps on you. But there was an interesting aside that I noticed, like, going through some of these old clips, that there's, like, a mission in Saints Row the Third where you have to infiltrate this S&M club. It's called Safe Word, and Kinsey's mm. like, mine's teacup. And then, like, over the next couple games, like, it gets referenced every so often. Like, when she's really uncomfortable, she'll just start saying, teacup, teacup, teacup. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, they, the writers care about the characters more than it would seem. Yeah. And they get, you get really invested in them. I, I believe she is the one who gets you into uh, the BR world of the Tron guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the Deckers. The Deckers. The Deckers. Yeah. And, and she has a personal grudge against the Deckers. Why? Let down your garden, suddenly they make it look like you're selling secrets to Mossad and moonlighting as a dominatrix. That's how she lost her job as an FBI agent, uh-huh. incidentally. Now, I, well, and also that Mass Effect bit in Saints Row 4 is just crazy. You're just hanging around a spaceship, and you mm-hmm. can walk up to any person on the ship, no matter your gender, and they will have sex yeah. with you. <laughs> I like uh, the sphere. Sid. Yeah, the, the spherical robot that looks like a, a torture droid from yes. Star Wars. And it just like seems seemingly goes down on you. Just the way <laughs> it just like lowers to your waist. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the uh, customary throw your head back slowly. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you can get the X Bone PS4 version of 4 for probably like eight bucks. I, yeah, it's it it totally worth it. Yeah. If you, especially if you haven't played it. I haven't, no. And my friend worked on Get Out of the Hell, so as a games journalist, I have to give oh. my full endorsement. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Please buy it. And especially if you haven't played 3rd, like, I think 3rd is the better game, but 4 is basically like, yeah, we're going to retool the world slightly, but we'll give you all these crazy-ass superpowers. So oh, that's what I want. It's sort of like Crackdown 2 if Crackdown 2 was good. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. yeah. Also, 4 has Roddy Piper, while 3 has Hulk Hogan, and I would prefer oh. Roddy Piper. You are very forward-thinking for your time, Roddy. I'm going to ignore that your time comment and just ask, uh, what do you mean? Well, 
There you were, an icon of incredibly masculine pastime, one signifying by brutality and macho posturing, and the whole time you were sporting long hair and a skirt. It was a Celt, Kinsey. A Celt. And I was playing a character. Still, that was brave. You set an example for a lot of men who were questioning their own fashion choices, and maybe even who they were inside. I never really thought of it that way, but okay, <laughs> um, thanks. Wow. I'm gonna die in two years. Was that his yeah. last role, Dave? I, I assume you would know. Uh, one well, of his last. It was one of the last because he was also in the WWE reality show. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and he the was. Uh, but is that really a role? <laughs> no, I mean that wasn't either. But mm. I that scene is much better than hearing the. Well, I admit in three it is it is it is definitely oddly <laughs> entertaining to hear Hulk Hogan play a luchador. Yeah. It makes no mm. goddamn sense, but. I'm not in the mood much for Hulk Hogan these days. I don't know why. Yeah, it's sad that much like much like the voice of Bill Cosby can't be funny anymore. I want the voice of Hulk Hogan to still be funny, but it can't be. Yeah, yeah it's a problem on it's top. It's a great voice, but he'll always be Dean on uh, China Illinois. That's what bothers me because I love that character and I oh, love man. that voice. Yeah, uh, talking Simpsons. Every time we bring up Cosby, almost once an episode. Yeah. Every time we say like, and so they were against Cosby this time, and. Uh, we were just talking about the TV show and that he produced and started and was a huge hit. Not That's any other reason to be Nothing else Cosby. happened. Nope. Yeah, nope. Was, a, was facing off against a hot Cosby show. <laughs> <laughs> they were heroic before anybody even knew. Um, but I, I will say also, Saints Row the Third, I, I thought, generated some controversy where it's like, there's a mission where you're taking traffic prostitutes and delivering them to a pimp that works for you instead of... Uh, Another pimp, but then I think Saints Row 4 might be one of the most SJW-friendly games oh. ever. Sure is. They learned a lot from Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> yeah, For real, they clear. did. Like they, yeah. One of their producers wrote, like, oh, after seeing this premise frequency stuff, I realized we need to try harder and that we... We're maybe punching downward. Yeah, so, I think they did a really good job with four. Yeah, um, well, they, developing I, those characters. It was also way ahead of its time that even in two, you it is technically you can play a transgender character they, because yeah. the leader of the saints is always the same person from and one, always referred to as they as mm. they. But it's always from from one to four. It's always been the same person. But at the start of each game, they give you an excuse to change yourself completely to man or woman, mm -hmm. and in game you can just go to the stores called like New You or something. Yeah. And they just completely transform you. Like you can, you can be whatever you want to be. Absolutely. Is there a gender slider? It's not just binary. Uh, Some it games is have binary. that. Okay. It is binary. They're not there yet, Bob. Maybe, okay. Maybe I demand gender sliders in all my games. Be, you can have like a female avatar, but a male voice. Oh, so yeah, if you want right. to do like yeah. a doctor girlfriend like, thing. Mm. Speaking of also the voices, man. Like the the main voices are. Troy Baker is the normal voice for the yes. dude. And I believe it's uh, is it Jennifer Hale is is number one I as think the woman. So, yeah. But in four, they add the, Nolan North. Yeah, in four they have multiple voice choices for each meaning, like fully recorded game audio for all the things the main character says. And it's like man one, man two, girl two, girl one, girl two, Nolan North. I, I like that. Just Nolan North <laughs> yeah. in full voice of just like, I'm just Nolan North. I'm not yeah, doing that. He actually no, refers no. to himself as Nolan in the game. <laughs> I like how that is a six-figure joke, possibly. Yes. <laughs> just like, we want to make this joke, but it costs yeah. us much money. Let's do it. I love that stuff. That's why I love that Saints Row. I, I wish them nothing but the best in yeah. there. But Kinsey, great character. Uh, I like that a nerd becomes one of the principal characters over the course of 
like two and a half games. Yeah, she's tough and sexy, and yeah. uh, but still a weirdo who stares at a computer and prefers that to human beings. I yeah. think we missed the obvious. Is she named after Kinsey, the sex researcher? Mm. Maybe. It's spelled okay. K-I-N-Z-I-E. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know the spelling. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because there is a lot of frank sexuality mm, in that character. Gotcha. Frank sexuality. <laughs> Private frank eye. Sexuality. <laughs> this fall on the CW. <laughs> All right, let's move along to... Number three. You looking at me? Are you looking at me? Then who are you looking at, huh? I asked you a question. Okay, clown, that does it. I hate that clown. <laughs> I bet Bob won't be able to guess this I'm, one at all. I'm mad it's not number one. Also, I've just hmm. played the remastered version, and now it sounds like there's an ocean wave like behind his voice every time he talks. Like, <laughs> yeah. A little bit. I don't, I don't know. My sound effects tend to be poor quality on oh, this no, computer. But... They were supposed to sound like that on the original yeah. CD-ROM oh, release. Okay. That's Bernard, of course. Sorry. Yeah, Bernard Bernoulli. Yep. It's named after the famous uh, physicist, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's fighting uh, physicist Stephen Hawking in that scene. No, it's a clown, but it's, it's, it's got an inflatable the, clown. Yeah. No, I will that say, keeps um, beating him up. <laughs> they went back to the masters for the remastered version that was just released uh, this week, and it sounds like it was recorded yesterday. Like it's yeah. so eerie to hear those voices crystal clear, and they never were. Wow. Yeah. 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 Played that a bit last night. We'll talk about it more oh, in sweet, the second sweet. segment. Sorry, I'm getting yeah. excited. <laughs> it looks amazing. Oh, it does. But uh, yeah, as as Bernard introduces himself and fills the players in on on his history. Hey. Do I know you? Yeah, I'm Bernard Benulli. I broke into your house five years ago, kidnapped your hamster, broke into your piggy bank. Mm, nope, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> I was working in the lab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of I uh, like Boris Karloff. So we did do now. we did a stream of this on uh, Laser Time. I have to watch YouTube. that. Um, Chris wasn't happy with he it. He didn't like that. it because it it is slow because it's 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 a what 23 year old PC? 23 years old yeah yeah so like when you it like when when you start a, a conversation it goes very slowly and there's still some of that loading time and all that so like yeah chris got a little like antsy at times but like we had fun like interacting with every character and like what 19 uh 50s actor is is this person oh yeah i mean it it was like a staple of cartoons at the time where it's like you need a boris karlov you need uh who's the guy you need witch hazel from uh looney tunes or or what's her name which i think it's witch hazel yeah yeah witchy poo something else i don't know but you'd also witchy poo's from like lidsville or uh no God, I'm not even yeah. the Some, HR puff and stuff. Yeah, that that's I'll right. Shut up yeah. about horrible seventies. <laughs> now we'll have nightmares now. about that. In my but pool. you'd also need the Peter Laurie. Yeah. The, uh, that's a terrible and Peter then, uh, Laurie. Yeah. Ben Franklin is the I had a stroke <laughs> character, sort of. Yeah, and then of course there's a Jack Nicholson character yeah. who's trying to steal the Edsel that's parked mm-hmm. out front. But uh, Bernard is uh, played by. Um, I, uh, Richard Sanders from WKRP in Cincinnati, a show really? I've never yeah. really watched. He oh, plays man. the character Les Nesman. Oh wow, the, you... uh, he's he's a real uh, button-down uh, character in that show. Yeah, he's a total square in other he's in other words. He's a square who's telling other people to. He's a prude. He's a square, just taking people down. Yeah, man. and that's that like nice. he's not doing a voice. That is his voice, and I believe <laughs> he was in his fifties when the game was recorded, and now he's in his seventies. So. He's playing a 22-year-old college student, mm-hmm. and I think it works. It's, yeah. it's weird, but I love Bernard's voice. Well, the, the thing with Bernard, and to your point about him being number three instead of number one, is that it's difficult to find parts where he's actually 
displaying much nerd cred and that he's he's very he he fits the visual profile oh, for and sure, he's very yeah. skinny and gawky but at the same time he's just kind of an idiot and <laughs> uh the only time i could really find him geeking out over something was this this is quite an array of gadgetry you have here is that a plexus 7000 vcr it sure is it's got a doom tape speed motor with cobalt casing don't touch it are those xenophobe crystal matrix monitors? They sure are. They're so clear you can see the fleas on the bedroom wall. Don't touch. Do you think I could uh, play with these a bit? Absolutely not. She said, don't touch, like <laughs> twice. Those will be worth $7 total in 2016. <laughs> He's very savvy about early 90s surveillance yeah. technology. I think they really more play up his meekness than his uh, yeah. like knowledge of like tech stuff. I mean, if you go into Weird Ed's uh, room, you can talk to the computer, and he'll tell the computer he loves it and things like that. But <laughs> he's really just about being like meek and socially awkward than yeah, um, yeah. A, more about... like I think he's too shy to show off like or like actually express his love for things you know mm -hmm. when people are around but well, he like, seems to like even in just just the case of problem solving he seems to just follow uh dr fred around and take orders from oh him. yeah like yeah he said to look for some plans i don't know <laughs> well in the 90s nerds weren't as aggressive about yeah. proving their knowledge uh, like now yes. now nerds You're are saying that's a two 2000s nerd trait. i think that's more of an oo's thing yeah i'm mm -hmm. just going like I know so much. Let me just tell yeah. you, man. Which is everything I do all I, the time. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think fake nerds were around in the uh, <laughs> early nineties. Like, I mean, that's why being I'm a fake nerd, you're like, no. I was just you? trying to look like Rivers Cuomo to get yeah. checks. That's why I have Retronauts. But uh, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that uh, he follows the orders. There's one puzzle in the game I won't spoil for anybody, but you have to ruin someone's possession. And um, when someone's asked, someone asks him, like, why did you do that? He's like, sometimes I just feel like there's this, there's this presence that's making me do things that hurts people, and I don't understand it. So Bernard could be a sociopath, but it's really just like he's being controlled by you, and yeah. they're, they're kind of pointing and you're, that you're out. You're the sociopath. Yeah. You're his dark passenger. But they're, they, they're pointing out, like, how in every, in every adventure game you play, you have to ruin someone's life to get, like, some paultry item or, like, yeah. a spoon or something like that. For example. Ooh. Well, you know what they say. If you want to save the world, you gotta push a few old ladies down the stairs. Mm. <laughs> He's such an asshole. That is true. <laughs> Although, maybe you can explain this exchange, which I don't quite understand okay. the significance of. Has anyone ever told you you look like Don Pardo? That's strange. My wife says I look like Charlie Parker. He looks like neither. He's like a no. squat little fat guy who looks like Ben Franklin. That's like one of those dialogue jokes where it gives you a list of a ton of names and yeah. you can tell the guy, you look like this guy or you look like that guy. Yeah, okay. so there's just like a list of things you can tell Man, him he looks like. That soundtrack is so like Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse <laughs> for some reason. Anything else to say about Bernard? Um, I think I want to save on? it all for uh, what yeah. I imagine will be an hour-long segment about Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> might be, might Michael's be. just staring at me. I, I haven't played, I've only played a couple hours of Day of the Tentacle period, mm. Uh but he seems the most put together of the the people that you control in that he game. He is. Yeah. They're all misfits, but I think yeah. he is the most like functional as a human being. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not like brain damaged or like um, uh, Californian who yeah. is an actual. Like I've never actually seen anyone who talks like a uh, Hoagie. Hoagie. Yeah. Hoagie yeah. seems like he's a precursor to Eddie Riggs from Brutal yeah. Legend. And I was just watching that and thinking, like, what is it with? Tim Schafer and, yeah. and Rhodes. He really is. I think it's like, uh, what's the name of the character in Brutal Legend? 
Uh, Eddie Riggs. Yes. I think it's him like 30 years later because yeah, he yeah. Could, he's got this like stretched out band t-shirt and like you can't yeah. read it but on the back there's all these tour dates so it's like that's what happened to him I think. Yeah. <laughs> well and, and at the beginning of the game he's like I have to help set up a show and all right. later tonight. Yeah, so he's a roadie and then uh, there's um, I'm blanking uh, Laverne? on name. Laverne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's very unbalanced. Also, and- it's so weird that like the, the character's name is an antiquated way to call like an antiquated thing to call a big sandwich. No one calls it a hoagie anymore. I feel like mm, Unless, that like, is true. It might be an East Coast maybe. thing, or maybe yeah. they call them grinders. I've never that. heard anyone know. call it a grinder before, but I, <laughs> but we had we did have a, a chain called Mister Hero in Ohio. Uh, yeah. Well, Dave, you're from Long Island. I would think that in the tri-state area they call it hoagies. No, we don't come all these. I, I know in uh, I, I know in Philly if you went to. Uh, a Wawa, you'd yeah. be getting a hoagie. Yeah. We call a hoagie with your wooder up yeah. in uh, a wooder. Wooder. L I L I is subs. That's what we call them. Subs. Oh, I see. Subway well, sandwiches. I I've uh, made a lot. Of, I've done a lot of research into the Philly accent. <laughs> as long as no one says yins, I'm okay. Yeah, you and Diana okay. could have a conversation because she actually had to to learn to drop the Philly accent. Really? Mm. Yeah, I've revealed know. a horrible secret. Mm, maybe not to mention it. I think I hear it in her voice. Mm. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell Diana. All right. Moving along to number two. <laughs> Who's played Undertale? Me, I'm raising, raising my hand. His hand. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't actually, I, I still have yet to replay it though. I didn't okay. do the thing you're supposed to do, which is not just play it once, play it more than once, yeah, and you, do the different yeah, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I love all the characters still. Is it the best game of all time and way better than Ocarina of Time? Uh, it's a thousand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, They're both I, trying I to like do different things. I like seeing it win that poll just because it pissed people off. Oh, was that a Game yeah. Facts thing? That was yeah, a Game yeah, Facts yeah. thing. I thought so. At the end of last year, it was like a... Or early this year was a contest uh, well, in their poll. Also because that poll is so boring because there are people like, no, Ocarina of Time has to win. It wins every year. Like, I know. Well, it's the same dude. It's from a the fucking Game Facts poll. Who takes, cares? Takes solace in the fact that it's won like the 18 other Game of the yeah. Year that's a, I think I think that's a statement of dudes being mad that they're aging who are just like, they've been voting in Game Facts polls since 1999. <laughs> and I've always seen like... In which you, case, what are you doing yeah. with your life? Why are you still going to the front page of Game Facts, about games, <laughs> they're, they're used to. They've been they've been doing that character battle royale for sixteen yeah. years. Always seeing that it's it's either Cloud or Sephiroth yeah. versus Link at the end. Every <sighs> year. I want to see end. more unlikely uh, matches like Sephiroth versus Velveeta shells and cheese, and all the nerds <laughs> would be like, "I like both." I can't. <laughs> this isn't supposed to be a game facts hate off. It's uh, <laughs> about Doctor I've, I've Alphys. used that site. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Alphys yeah. from from Undertale, who's this. Weird little, like a fusion between a Triceratops and Lisa Simpson, mm. and uh, is one of the more weird characters in Undertale because she's a, a genius scientist, but at the same time, you keep finding all these uh, odd, pathetic uh, remnants of geekery about her. Like you're looking at uh, her uh, her Facebook posts, like. She she adds you to her friends list and you start oh, yeah. constantly getting her Facebook <laughs> posts at one point and she like starts posting a review of this uh, anime that she likes and like uh, Mew Mew Kissy Cutie Two is neither kissy nor cutie. <laughs> <laughs> does she have a crush on the playable character in this game? I feel like no. everybody does in, in Undertale. Um, oh, there there is a point where uh, you are asked what you think her crush is, mm. and you, one of the options is you. And if you say you, then like she kind of like narrows her eyes at you and <laughs> like what? And, 
but you know, she uh, spoiler territory oh, no. a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, she actually has a crush on. That's right. Okay, I was and thinking about that. Uh, one of the best scenes in the game is actually like you might have seen it uh, on Twitter. People saying like, "There's a choice between anime is real, <laughs> anime is not real." <laughs> So it's this this scene where you get to go on a pretend date with Alphys and she's obsessed like, oh, I have to give you items to raise your affection level so that the date will go well. That's what my <laughs> dating games taught me. <laughs> Boy, and so that's why people have been tweeting anime is real. Yeah. I thought that would only happen when Moran Paul was president. That's what I've read. <laughs> uh, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> man, but yeah, she I, tells I people that her, her manga is... Uh, human historical documents so that she looks smart reading it. Mm-hmm. Now, I... Yeah, I, I got nothing to add to Andersdale. But, but also, it's, in it, but. it's interesting, like, uh, obviously, if you, if you hear a voice, it doesn't sound like anything, but consider that, like, the, the voices of... The characters in Undertale are all, like, these monosyllabic grunts. And uh, some of them are deeper than others or more forceful than others, and hers sound like... <laughs> Mm. So it's like it's kind of the equivalent of hearing something go. It's like nerd Morse code. I was gonna say it's like you're playing Operation. <laughs> That's how you're meant to hear it. I think. I mean, anime is cool. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like in Phoenix, right? Like the women will have high pitch beeps and the men will have lower pitch beeps. Kinda, it's yeah, a weird yeah. uh, it's a like, like metaphor that. for speaking. Yeah. Mm. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alphys, a very endearingly dorky character, uh, extremely nerdy. But maybe not quite as nerdy as our What's with these guys? It's like one of my Japanese animes. Okay, now I forgive you for not putting Bernard in number uh, one. Of course. Uh, yes. Yeah, I recognize that one. Oh, uh, maybe this will drive it home. Do you think love can bloom uh, even uh, on the battlefield? Uh, yeah, he's number one with yeah, a bullet. This man. is Otacon. You know I what? slept with Hell my Emmerich. mother. Say what you want about that awful line. I feel like he's the most naturalistic actor in the Metal Gear uh, franchise. Just yeah. like his voice sounds like a real person, not like Otacon. Like you know, like yeah. everybody else, just doing weird GI Joe yeah, voice. He has, he has a very distinctive voice, and uh, it's also the voice of his dad, as yeah. you find out in uh, Peace Walker and Metal Gear. He's also a pretty huge nerd. Yeah, and yeah. who gets put on a boat in the end? Yeah. But no, uh, oh, has big <laughs> fake legs. And, Jeez, sorry, uh... <laughs> like it was. It's it's time. It's time yeah. to spoil that game. Well, I only know. I actually haven't beaten five, but I've read all about how his character getting put on a boat was a metaphor for ah, yeah. uh, Kojima leaving Konami. Oh. I finished one of the endings of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's enough for but, me. Uh, un- unlike Huey Emmerich, uh, Hal Emmerich's motivations for getting into robot design are completely pure. Japanese cartoons played some part in that. I became a scientist because I wanted to make robots like the ones in the Japanese animes. Really, it's true. Oh, God, I gotta scientist. give it to the localization guys, because in 1998, like, animes, your animes were not that popular. Like, they weren't that, they certainly weren't mainstream <laughs> in America, and the thing you'd mention by name uh, in a video game, in a mainstream video game, yeah. and you even less so would use the term otaku, which, yeah. like, nobody, unless you were watching otaku no video like I was, you didn't know what that term meant, you know? It was a badge of honor yeah. back then against yeah. people who were really into watching 
uh, shitty overpriced VHS tapes of Japanese cartoons. Fifty-two minutes of subtitle uh, for thirty bucks. Thirty uh, ninety dollars. That's like a thousand dollars today. I know. I think I think that line popularized the polarization of anime to animes. I think that's animes. just what started it. And also, there is a police knots poster in the background yeah. when he's giving yeah. that speech, which was not an anime, but I'll, I'll give well, him even pass. his name uh, Otacon is yeah. the otaku convention that yeah. happened. Was I don't know if it's even still going, but it was it like is. a yearly thing in Japan. And in fact, there's a there's like a credit like Otakon is copyright the Otaku Convention Baltimore or whatever oh, wow. like in, in the credits now that yeah I know that uh, but I've yeah. been to one of those by but the way that's how terrible I, I am I like that he's such a yeah I like that he's such a dweeb and that he's the one like normal person surrounded by soldiers and killers all the time mm-hmm. he he pees his pants yep, he's mm-hmm. and in some part in uh, in the GameCube version anyway he has a Mario and Yoshi on yep. his desk and when you shoot them they make noises mm, pretty yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, he's a fun dude who who comes into his own as time goes on. Like he yeah. by by four, he's a pretty together guy. Yeah, yeah. He, get, he gets more handsome as the series goes yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the more uh, polygons added to it, yeah, the better. Yeah, but even even in the the old days, like Snake wasn't the only one who was confused when confronted by a robot name. I need information about Metal Gear. Huh? Metal Gear. That's like thirty percent of the script. Yeah, Metal Gear. I mean, I think we would all peed our pants yeah. if if the cyborg yeah. ninja was up in your face, man. After killing yeah. a hallway full of dudes yeah. in yeah. really gross ways. Oh, yeah. One of the best. God, that. But opening. like like a proper nerd, he has like a lot of unrequited crushes. There's oh, a yes. there's Sniper Wolf in the first one. In every game he's in, yeah. he breaks down crying. Yeah. Why? I don't have any more tears to shed. <gasps> Metal Gear Solid One. Emma! Two. Two? Answer me! Uh, uh, and four. Naomi! <laughs> Why? And his dad had a boner for Doctor Strangelove, who's yeah. actually a sexy lady. Mm-hmm. That's my waifu, by and the way. And he had a boner <laughs> for his mom in the second game. I think it was his step his stepmom. His stepmom. That would be his stepmom. Yeah. So, see, no problems there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally I, normal. I also do And his love... stepsister. That's who he was. Yeah. Emma. But I do love Sniper. I, I like his relationship with Sniper Wolf. I think that's neat that she took a she took a shine to this dweeb in mm-hmm. the in the in working in the tech side of things. And I also, you know, obviously it's not the canonical ending and you're bummed out when Meryl is dead, but the uh, him and <laughs> ha- uh, seeing Otacon and and Snake leave on a thing together was it was such a funny yeah. scene them and saying like Oh, I'm Hal. That's funny. My name is uh, oh, shit. Dave. 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 Yeah. I was like, that name is my name. <laughs> but Short that's for two- David Hater. <laughs> that's a 2001 reference there, people. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Hal yeah. and Dave. That's, uh, ah. that's- for as much as uh, Kojima likes to think he's cool, uh, I think he really just identifies with Otakon the most. Like he I see, knows he's I, I see the most Otakon in Kojima than any other character. Yeah. I mean, the I, the 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 Otakon in five is wearing yeah. Kojima's glasses. Mm, like that's true. And but then you can also get Kojima. In, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they actually hit the, the <laughs> brand of Kojima's glasses is credited. Yeah, in yeah. case you want to buy on those. screen. <laughs> yeah. No, Kojima. I think Kojima knows he's not as cool as these guys. <laughs> he's he's a dude who's obsessed with. 
I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, he's obsessed with pop culture, not just anime, but just like half of, and I love following him on Twitter, but half of his things are like, well, I bought El Topo today, got it signed by Jordanowski, and then I and then I got the new uh, Mad Max movie, and it finally came out in Japan. Then I bought some good dinosaur toys. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like he likes everything except for video games, which I hear yeah. is not too uncommon for older game directors like him. I think he also loves that when he makes characters like are not characters, but machines like Metal Gear Rex, he's really excited that he knows in a year he'll be able to buy a $300 version of it <laughs> from a to- or just get a free copy of yeah. it sent to him. By the way, if you have seen the film El Topo, like, that is such... You see, like, this is the most obvious influence on Metal Gear there ever was. It is a weird guy with a ton of uh, philosophizing that doesn't really amount to any like deep insights who is then sent to kill a bunch of weird crazy killers who all have their wow. own special problems oh like, man I have to see this yeah. it's like You've a bunch of boss it. fights no it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a gap in my knowledge no. Michael you haven't seen El Topo I haven't El Nopo if, <laughs> if it was, was, it was really hard to find on video it was uh, out of print when I was interested in I will it. warn you not safe for work in that uh mm. It is not sexualized in any way, and it is only for plot purposes. But for the first 30 minutes of the film, he is riding around with a naked 12-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah I see. Well, I, I have seen a lot of clips from it in uh, Jodorowsky's Dune, Yeah, which if you've ever wanted to see what a crazy weirdo uh, Jodorowsky is, mm-hmm. or Alejandro Jodorowsky? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Who's still alive, and he is the lead in El Topo. He yeah. acts oh, wow. in it. Wow. He is totally with, the... with his son. That's his naked son he's yeah. riding around with. And it is. Well, that makes you feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but but the the fact that I I think it's just another symbolism is not unlike in in Kojima games. Symbolism is writ large in that in that film. Like there's a character early on in the film, a character is like uh, figurative, figuratively emasculated, where he is like gets his gun taken away from him and like stripped to his underpants. And then, ah. and then immediately <laughs> afterwards, El Topo literally emasculates him, as as they would say in Archer, by cutting his penis off. Like he just, <laughs> I was just like, I got it, Jordan. I like, <laughs> I know what the point is. You didn't have but to. Hank, is it as good as this movie? Warriors, <laughs> vamos a jugar. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob did not know of the Spanish Warriors. Oh, yes, no, I've yes. heard it before. Oh, okay. It was on something Laser Time related. Yeah, well, it was on the show like a week or two. Yes, mm. I forget. But anyway, I love Otacon. He's definitely number one. Yeah, and yeah. guess what? You would pee your pants too, everyone. Yes. Don't judge him. Yeah, I'd no be way. I'd be shitting as, as well in as fact, peeing. Everyone should pee their pants right now <laughs> in solidarity. So you're gonna shit your pants like uh, Johnny Sasaki. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Combine the two. Actually, you yeah. can if you piss your pants, just say it's Otacon cosplay and go home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish they'd, they'd ramp that up in every game. Like, first game pees his pants, second game shits his pants. <laughs> uh, fourth game somehow barfs up his own ass. <laughs> I think we all would fall in love with Sniper Wolf, too. Like, yeah, well, cool. obviously. She, she wears such a low She's a woman shirt. that's far away at all times. Yeah. Yes, it's perfect for <laughs> me. Must love I dogs. <laughs> I also like uh, Otakon's reaction. In 2, when you, uh, in the early stages when... You can get Snake to look at the Racy magazine in the locker, oh, and then he'll react like Otakon's is like, "Gee, Snake, come on, this is a mission." Even I don't do it that much. Stop <laughs> masturbating in that locker. You have to clean your pipes before the mission, Snake. <laughs> yeah, have you seen like... Cabin Boy? <laughs> I mean, we all have, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Somebody t- tell me yes. <laughs> this is David Letterman's finest role. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so that's our top five nerds. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more nerdy games in the new releases, some nerdy news, some nerdy comments, so stay tuned. This song is last little coke bottom classes. To all you lonely kids who are the last pick in gym classes. We got your back. Distract your malefactors. All you up in the back. You know the thunder cats. Get up, get up, cause I'm fed up, fed up. Try to rise and keep our head up, head up. Leave the king in a car. We'll be singing a song. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. It's a sentimental journey. Presenting sentiments of resentments that'll burn me Unearthing our cards and sharp knives turning blood My old is too unfold so I gotta face the front I used to spend my days, days that confuse Sixteen year underdogs still dawning on the roost Sorry buster, I know my flow sounds used Hitted and directed by the likes of John Hughes Previously on Cape Crisis, Laser Time's comic book podcast did you have one of those giant like I had from the Marvel early line they had the like the tall toys like 12 inches tall I had yeah. one of Spidey and one of Punisher I didn't get the tall because I remember one night I got very sick and threw up uh, on my Punisher toy <laughs> I, no matter how much I washed him he never smelled the same <laughs> I, uh, I have to dead. imagine that's worse than his experience in Vietnam and his family <laughs> uh, being killed a child puked having an eight, an 8 year old fat kid an 8 year old nerd threw up on me that's Cape Crisis, the weekly comic book podcast only on the Laser Time Network. Check it out once a week, every Thursday or Friday. Hey everybody, that sound you're hearing right now is not nails on a chalkboard, it is in fact me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, back from my vacation in India, and let me tell you, there are not enough raccoons over there, I felt very underrepresented at all times, and I'm happy to be back in the States where digging through someone's garbage is not only normal, but accepted if you're a disgusting trash panda. Of course, I'm not here to regale you with my tales of travel, I am in fact here to tell you how to support Vigigame Apocalypse, the podcast to which you are now listening. And there are a bunch of ways to do this, as always, go to iTunes and subscribe. This is the biggest way to support us. Help get our numbers up. Show Apple how awesome we are. And you know what will really show them that we're awesome? If you go and write a five-star review. Notice I did not say a review. A five-star review. It's the only number in life. On the other hand, maybe you're thinking, Hey, raccoon, I've got a crisp $5 bill that's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I spend it? Can Vigigame Apocalypse help me with my problem? We can. Just go to patreon.com slash laser time and pledge that $5 bill, or whatever denomination you so choose, to our cause on a monthly basis, and you will get a bunch of free stuff. The first season of Talking Simpsons, for example. Bonus time podcasts. Find out what we're doing when we're not slickly producing uh, shows that you actually would want to listen to. There's options like Google Hangouts with the hosts. You'll qualify for occasional free stuff that the hosts send out. It's pretty great. There's a bunch of tiers. Go check it out, why don't you? Alternately, you can help us out without spending any money by going up to a friend and saying, Hey friend, a raccoon sits on top of my skull and tells me what to do. Right now, it's telling me to tell you about Video Game Apocalypse. It's a weekly show about video games, and you're already dead. You're dead. You you killed yourself weeks ago because I kept telling you about this, and uh, it's far too late for me to have done anything. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go back and listen to my podcast now. Finally, if you want to spend a little money on us without actually spending anything extra, you might have noticed that there are some Amazon links on lasertimepodcast.com. Go click on them, why don't you? Buy a thing through Amazon. doesn't even have to be the thing you clicked on, just so long as it's in the same session, and we'll get a little cut of whatever you spend. You spend nothing extra. Amazon kicks us some money because they get a sale. Hooray for Amazon, and we get a little bit of money. Great system. Why don't you take advantage of it? Anyway, that's my mercifully short spiel, so I'm going to give it back to the regular hosts now. It's good to be back, y'all. Hope you enjoy it as much as I do.
Welcome back. How's everybody feeling? How's the energy in the room? Uh, this one beer of uh, Bob Goddess is uh, yeah. strong. Don't get caught in the torpedo, Henry. Yeah, I've been torpedoed. <laughs> torpedoed by Sierra Nevada. See, I'm not a nerd. I drink mm. beer. Yeah, clearly <laughs> nerds never drink beer. They would drink cherry cordials. or <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Temples. Shirley Temples. Yeah, they drink uh, uh, watered-down Coca-Cola. <laughs> you know, a white wine spritzer is can, all I can take. Can I get an egg cream? <laughs> I'll take a flat Dr. Pepper. You mean a chocolate soda? <laughs> no, an egg cream. That just sounds disgusting. Do you have just sarsaparilla? Can I, I have a, a whole milk, milk please? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy says I need it for can my bones. All right, well, enough oh, making boy. fun of nerds. Let's jump into. These are the new releases. They are releasing new releases. These are the new releases. Everybody cherishes. Day of the Tentacle yeah. Remaster. Obvious starting point here. Uh, looks great. I played it a bit on PS4 last night. Oh yeah, the the remastering they've done is um, amazing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can play it in its original format, and it still looks and sounds great. I mean, I don't think anyone is doing sprite work that detailed or as intricate mm-hmm. as they were doing in the in the early '90s. Yeah, and it looks like they went back and just scanned in the original paintings that they had. I don't know if they went that far, but all of those original paintings are available as extras. You can see them from sketch form to black and white form to actual painting. But what they did is they went in and digitally uh, touched up every frame of animation, every background. Ooh, it's not wow. just people were like, oh, is it just a filter? No, it's like it literally it's it's practically new art. I mean, they, they got uh, the original designers to come in and be like, oh, this is what I meant with this pixel. This is what I meant with this line. Because at a certain resolution, you're just like, what does this line mean? What like Where is his nose pointing? Like They had these people come back and return to it and wow. be like, this is how I would do it if I had high resolution graphics. So it's it's very I, very yeah. masterfully done. I do love the um, the Monkey Island style, like press one button and you literally change the entire look of the game to the old, yeah. old style. And even change the music too, which I... Didn't yeah. even know his first attempt to do it. I felt like they undercut you a little bit by including commentary. So it's like there's an oral history included in the game. Mine is more extensive, though. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to the it. commentary and I was like, I did better. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm I sorry. guided him to better things. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish more games had commentary. I love, I mean, Talking Simpsons probably wouldn't mm. exist if I didn't have the Talking Man. Simpsons commentaries. Yeah. Uh, the, the Simpsons commentaries to listen to on all the DVDs. Uh, am I wrong? Or is, was this a Sony... This is a Sony exclusive, right? This is only on PS4? It's Sony exclusive for a while. Time it's on, it's on, it on PC on as well, yeah. yeah. But I, I will okay. say that it's much better than the Monkey Island 1 and 2 remakes. While it was great to make those games available again for the public, their new graphics were kind of ugly in terms of the characters. The, the backgrounds are great, and the, the remastered music was fantastic. Live instruments, I wish they would have done that with Day of the Tentacle, but this is like very, very um, faithful to the source. What they yeah. were trying to do with their primitive tools at the yeah, time. Yeah, it even has like that, like mid '90s kind of choppy PC animation. Yes, like they it, did not add frames or anything. It like took that. a little. It took me about like ten or fifteen minutes to be like, "All right, this isn't going to make me vomit." But yeah. like, it's. It's weird to see it on a like a PS4. By the way, the uh, Secret of Monkey Island 2, I believe, is on sale this week on Xbox.com. You can get it for two fifty. You Dang, should still buy it, even though mm-hmm. uh, I don't like the new graphics. It's still you can still play the original. And I will yeah. say, like uh, with adventure games, this is always the question you have to answer. Like I hate adventure games. They're this relic from another era. They're terrible. The designers are mean. And I'll tell you what, you're completely right. Yeah. There are maybe ten of these <laughs> games you should play, and this is one of them. I yeah. think it's Ooh. aged incredibly well. It's not cruel. It's not mean, yeah. and if you're stuck, there's been a, a fact on the internet for like 23 years yes. for you. So 
play the game if only to experience the characters in the world. But I find the puzzles are very fair, and they and they they, they play off what you know from cause and effect, and just like temporal yeah. knowledge to assist with the puzzles. I think yeah. you're not like just hit in the face with weird logic. Yeah. So I was I was a huge Maniac Mansion fan. Had never played this because this wasn't on the NES. So like, how could I? Uh, but just playing this, like Maniac Mansion, is so obtuse, and like you'll never figure out some of the things in that game. But in this, they'll tell you, like, during the course of a conversation, they'll say, like, oh, this person is over there. You should go. And then that person will tell you some random things that they want. And you can, most of the time, figure out how to make the thing that they want or find the thing that they want. Yeah, I mean, there is a hint system built into the game and that the characters will sort of lead you to where you need to go. And, like, from the very beginning, it's like, you need to do this. This character needs to do this. This character needs to do this. Like, it's very, like, explicit in what you need to do. And also, Dave... The original Maniac Mansion is included within the game, yeah, as it that. always yeah. has been. It's the IBM PC version, which is sort of like the their remake in like yeah. 1990 or 1989 I mean, or whatever. That, that's incredible because it had to be like a second licensing thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. Is. I mean, I know Disney owns everything, yeah, but I know both games have not been available literally for sale for maybe 20 years. I mean, I want to, you know, it's it's weird to like applaud a corporation, <laughs> a, a, a multi-billion dollar corporation like Disney, but... I mean, they didn't have to be cool. Like, they could have just been like, we own these LucasArts things forever. Maybe we want to make a Maniac Mansion movie. It would hurt our brand if we let you put it this out. (laughs) But instead, it's like, yeah, we're not doing shit with this. You would treat it well. Just fucking have it. We don't care. I think a lot of it goes out to uh, John Vignocchi, who works at uh, Disney Interactive. He he was one of the giant bomb guys, I think, or at least knew them. um, He's friendly with him. He's a cool dude. Yeah, if you get someone on the inside, like uh, Brett, for instance, at Capcom, who's like, this is what people want. You may not know this, but they want this and they will pay for it you can convince suits to do things for you and this yeah. is what they did with Double Fine uh, I like that John Vignocchi guy I met him once this is a total aside but <laughs> uh, I went to a Sony event where Disney Infinity 2.0 was at it and I told him like like I don't want to play this game I don't I, I'm not interested in playing this game but I want to look at these Marvel toys and he's like I love Marvel toys too they're the best and uh, isn't Rocket cool like, yeah I love Rocket Raccoon and we just <laughs> talked about Marvel toys the whole time it he seems like amazing. he loves nerding out but yeah. I, I have to say uh, please read my old history I hate to promote it again but it's like my, my life's work and uh, I, I'm on usgamer.net on, on usgamer.net exactly <laughs> and uh, I'm such a nerd about this game like uh, in 2013 when I was working on 1UP it was the 20th anniversary of Day of the Tentacle and nobody cared so for Retronauts I, I had Dave Grossman, sorry, Dave Grossman and Tim Schaefer come in and do a oh, podcast cool. with me. And I think, um, I, I'm not taking credit for this, but I think that the fact that someone noticed and people have always been asking them really helped like build the uh, yeah. grassroots campaign to get this game back and available on a modern system. So, so it's partially have, me. We have you to thank. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank yes. you, Bob. Thank but you, Bob. I, I will say, listen to that Retronauts as well. It's another kind of peek into that game's development um, from three years ago. Good old Retronauts. I, yeah. I just recorded one of them. I can't, yeah. wait. I can't wait for the world to hear it. That'll be coming out uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Henry will be talking about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, Pokemon, I love Pokemon. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, Trackmania Turbo is also yeah, out this week uh, yeah. from Ubisoft, my contract employer. Chill! Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's a good game. No, it actually is. It's really fun if you want to uh, have fun in like five-minute increments in that it's uh, about basically pulling off these weird aerial physics uh, rally races hmm. on and and are just kind of about like hitting this one specific challenge point and getting the fastest time possible. The last time I played this uh, game uh, or this series it was free 
It was a mm. free yeah, game on Steam, and that's yeah. I played a lot of it. Maybe in the summer of two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So this, this is one's a... forty bucks, so okay. it's almost free. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've heard lots of cool folks who are very with it who do like Trackmania, but it's. I'm just not a racing I've, dude. I've never played a Trackmania yeah. game before, but I, I do like what I've played. Isn't it has like a uh, two people controlling one car mode, which seemed interesting. Yeah, and it also has a you know, four-player split screen, ah. which is rare. I'm not, ra- I'm not a racing fan, but it, it feels more like Burnout and that you can play it and not care about actual uh, racing. It's just yeah. kind of like a fun amusement park it, with it cars. It feels a bit like Wipeout, but without the weapons. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I miss Wipeout. Yeah, every, I every time a new Wipeout game based on that stupid TV show comes out, I would always just be like, Wipeout, wow, they're bringing it. Oh, it's that TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the show where you jump through a hole shaped like your body? Yeah, I think it's, it's about just, falling into water. Okay. It's, it's just a ripoff of Takeshi's Castle, man. Yeah. It, Japan did it better. That's what I It's like Ninja Warrior without the same degree of athleticism. Exactly. And big boffer stuff all over the place. Uh,. Fallout 4 Automatron or Automatron, however you pronounce it. It's a DLC, right? It's like like the first big DLC that uh, introduces a bunch of uh, lethal robots into the landscape and lets you make and customize your own robot companions. That sounds cool, but I've I've only put 80 hours in the Fallout 4, which means I haven't finished it yet. (laughs) Well, if you're level 15, uh, you can oh, take Oh, I'm, I'm well beyond that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Fallout 4 is down to 40 bucks this week. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till it's 20, but... Uh, I'll never play it either yeah. way. Like, I gotta put 160 hours into Fire Emblem Fates first. And what man. about Persona 5 coming in this year? Five question mark. That, yeah. <laughs> well, then, what then about me- Metal Gear? What about Witcher 3? Well, my next game I'm planning is by... Uh, the next one I have my eye on is July's Seventh Dragon. I'm really oh, that's actually that coming one. out here. Yeah. It, for, oh, you hadn't heard? Yeah, it was... Uh, I think it was broken. One of the first places to report on it was on US Gamer, your, one of your newer mm. news hires, I believe. That's right. I think it was Nadia. Yeah, Nadia. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she gets me, man. She writes about all the stuff I care about. Well, and the first one, I, first Seventh Dragon ever came out here. Heard it was really good. Two have never come out. Second one is all about boobs on, is on the PSP. Yep. What's the third one like? It's a, well, from the, the sound of it, it is more back to basics. And by being on the 3DS and not the PSP, mm-hmm. uh, it is less about boobs. Okay, Seemingly. That's good. That's just the thing of, like, if you want to sell, apparently, if you want to sell a game on a Sony handheld in Japan, yeah. you got to have breasts galore. Ah, Which, hey, yeah. if, that's, if that's what you're into, man, do it. <laughs> but I, I'd i rather play Valkyria Chronicles without uh, dating sim boob or stuff. Or any kind of rubbing on anything. There is a Vita yeah. game without boobs that came out this week. Oh, no, no That's impossible, thing. Dave. Eh? XCOM uh, on Vita. Oh, okay. yeah, I think... Which, uh, I think 2K forgot that's being released this week. XCOM yeah. 2 has boobs, but not XCOM yeah, yeah, 1. Yeah, boobs on snakes. <laughs> but uh, this, this is Enemy Within or Enemy Unknown. Uh, it's, it's been... The, the release was so mysterious that yes. people couldn't tell, like, is this the... Is it just the first uh, 2K XCOM, or is it like the one with the expansion pack? When what? they announced it, I was like, wait, you're making a, a Western publisher is putting something on the Vita in 2016. This is yeah. a crazy Someone lost shocking. a bet, but I, I mean, want this. It sounds perfect. It does. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just wanted to learn more about well, it. Well, I mean, I, I talk about it. Fire Emblem, Fates, and me playing that, but XCOM is Western Fire Emblem. Like, yeah. It is so uh, the newest XCOM. Yeah. I'm not saying like... They've, they've existed. I, w- I do believe Fire Emblem came first, but they both existed for a long time. But Firaxis' 2012 mm. XCOM reboot so was so damn good. I I pushed hard for it to be Games Radar's Game of the Year in 2012. I lost to what the Walking it? Dead people. Oh, okay. Well, okay, oh, Walking Dead's great. Yeah. And it totally should be. It is 
totally a game of the year contender as well. But if there's one game that I could not stop playing for 70 hours yeah. in it's, 2012, it was uh, XCOM so Enemy Within Unknown. Yeah. This is why I talked to uh, one, maybe the creative director or one of the uh, higher-ups who made the game, and uh, it was one of those interviews where they were uh, actually upfront about their influences. They're, they weren't just like, oh, no, I thought of this all by myself. Yeah. That was like, uh, no, we like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics. We like Japanese uh, turn-based strategy RPGs. So it's mm-hmm. like, I can see this in your game. Thank you for being honest. No, that's yeah. something I love in general as a, as a weeaboo myself. <laughs> and something you I made really, it more Japanese. That is something I love seeing, though, when you can tell a Western developer really loves and appreciates Japanese games, but they're not they're not beholden to a rigid mm. rigidness that you might see in some Japanese development. That you have Westerners who are ready to try something new or change something up to the degree that uh, you know a Japanese developer or Japanese development company might not be ready for it. Yeah. you know, and that's something XCOM really did. I mean. I say all these positive things about XCOM. I'm uh, not touch XCOM too, and don't uh, plan on it. Well, if you have a soon. PC that could play yeah. it, I'm getting I a new might. PC soon, so I can report back. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, I feel I had heard not, I had heard conflicting positive and negative things about it. Not unlike yeah. Batman versus Superman. Well, going back to <laughs> our <laughs> earlier mention of uh, Vita games with boobs and PS4 games with boobs, it's worth pointing out uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3 is out in Japan this ah, week. Which means that option, all correct. of you, yeah, which means that mm. all of you who pre-ordered through Play Asia should be getting your copies. Use your laser time link, playasia.com slash laser. No. No? <laughs> you can actually, I mean, we wouldn't get money that way either, but I have heard that you can now order internationally through Amazon mm. Japan. Mm. I see. And, and it is way cheaper than Play yeah. Asia. As, oh, asking for a friend, can you? Is uh, the PS4 uh, region locked? Or? No. no, it is okay. not. Yeah. I, yeah. Weird. Some games can be selectively region locked, just like on PS3, but they have been very clear at uh, Koei Tecmo this is not region locked. Mm. There is an English language like subtitle option in it, so. Mm-hmm. Hey, put your money where your mouth is. If you yeah. think this game should have been published in America and you're disappointed it isn't, buy it and import it, and then, like, at reply, Koei Tecmo and say, I bought this game. You shouldn't <laughs> listen to those prude SJWs who told you <laughs> boobs are the worst thing since Hitler. Take take a hit at those feminazis by tweeting yeah. that out, man. I don't really like how politicized yeah, that's this That's not 140 characters, Hank. Same here. It became, like, some Absolutely weird political not. football. Was no. like, you know what? You know why I'm not buying Dead or Alive Extreme 3? Because Extreme 2 got shitty reviews. Yeah. No, yeah. they're balls so it's gonna games. Have they're to... not good games. The first like, one was okay. If you want to... Do... Look, hey, I Good send. dating sim and very good volleyball. There are tons. If you want to see anime girls doing sexy things, you have so many there's more options. There's so much hentai on there the is internet. A, there's Actually, a banner ad on every porn site I go to. Yeah, it's about that. Dave, uh, <laughs> I worked at a GameStop when uh, the first one came out, and mm-hmm. I actually played a lot of the volleyball, and it's good volleyball. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it. I didn't play any the of the other parts. The first one was but, they um, lost their, they gave in more to the sexy and yeah. 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 I bring but, this up partly. the PSP version. Bring this up partly because somebody on Twitter corrected me, and I looked into it, and it's like, oh yeah, you're totally right. That I said last week that Extreme 3 is like uh, 13,800 yen in Japan, which is like 120 something dollars. Uh, that is the collector's edition. Uh, the, with a body pillow. The actual what do you get one with that? is, uh, yeah, you get like a well, you get like a mouse pad, I think. Use panties, uh, panties. <laughs> um, but panties. But yeah, one of the what are they called? The one mouse pads with boobs. I mean, I've, I had, yeah. I used one ironically for yeah. half a decade. Did. But I, don't I think know what they're, they're just called mouse pads with boobs. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> thank they you, have. thank you, record of Agarest War. Yeah, but they are comfy on like your wrist to have like. Yeah, a, that's true. They have that little divot yeah. in the middle, but. Um, the 
normal version, I think, for PS4 is like 8,800 yen, which is still like 80 bucks. But yeah. That, yeah. then I read like, oh, Play Asia lowered the price from 80 bucks to 60 bucks. So the it's... Exchange, I mean, the exchange... I think Play Asia, who... By the way, they've they've said some things about SJWs that uh, raises my eyebrow. Yeah, a did bit, you really but... need like? Did you get that many more sales by saying like yeah. by ringing the yeah. uh, asshole dinner bell? I don't. Yeah. I don't really want to get into the <laughs> the political surroundings of this game. I yeah. Just, yeah. No, no, no. Hey, again, if you want it, more power to you. If you want it, have fun, yeah. jerk off all you want yeah. to it, or enjoy beach volleyball and dressing yeah. up girls yeah. in whatever yeah. bikini you. Now, want. outlaw volleyball. That's where it's at. Yes, that and golf for the perfect mm-hmm. outlaw team. Those um, games secretly have the best comedians of like the mid 2000s Dave Attell Dave Attell yeah. uh, Stephen Colbert Steve Carell and Steve Carell like, yeah, I thought the like, dude who played um, Dangle Tom Lennon isn't he, he in those games uh, he might be like okay. a voice I don't recall I, I, all I remember is Attell and the two even Stevens yeah <laughs> this week also saw three kind of surprising PS2 remasters ah. for PS4. We've got Okage Shadow King, Ooh, which I don't yeah. think anybody played, but I, 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 I could... still have a promotional bottle opener from that. <laughs> wow. In the shape of the shadow. You were in the industry back then, I Michael? was. Wow. I, I picked... In newspapers, but I was still getting stuff from game companies. That's way cool. I mean, it totally wants to be A Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, it, it very much looks that way. It was weird because uh, Japan got merchandise for that movie way before we did, way before it trickled into like Hot Topic or anything like that, so they were way into it, too. But um, I picked paid fifty two ninety nine for this game and I oh, wow. didn't yeah. like it, but I think for fourteen ninety nine, is that how much it costs on PSN? I think so. I think, so, yeah. I think it's it a much about, more reasonable and, and price. If you've got PS plus, I think it's less. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I think I might have gotten it for like seven fifty or something. Mm. I just remember this is I think it was one of the first RPGs on the PS two. It was, yeah. yeah. I, I I think I bought all of them, even Ephemeral Fantasia, oh, which boy. is no one remembers it and no one should. <laughs> but what about Ring of Red? Ooh, I did. It sounds didn't... like somebody's asshole after too much <laughs> diarrhea. I didn't play that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you uh, speaking of gross asshole things, Rockstar yeah. dropped a couple of yeah. uh, surprise releases Blah. in Bully and Manhunt. Yeah, are oh, yeah, now available right. on PS4. Bully's I, great. I love yeah. Bully. I'd rather play the 360 version than the PS2 version yeah, of Bully. Same here. I want to get that gay ass achievement, man. It's called Over the Rainbow, right? Yeah. I, I love well, how they were trolling idiots yeah. with that. But the PS4. Every boy, I think the uh, like these PS4 re releases come with trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get. Uh, I know Okage does. Yeah. You can get the boy kissing trophy mm-hmm. on the PS2 version on the PS4. Um, okay. I don't want to leave Bully okay. behind too fast, but I, I feel it's Rockstar's best um, take on GTA, even better yeah. than GTA. It's like they found a way to make it non violent and to include, uh, like. I don't know, just like your lifestyle is part of the game. Like, what classes am I going to go to? Like, that's mm-hmm. part of it, too, and you're building up stats. It's very, like, RPG-focused in a strange way. Well, and, and also, like, there was that ridiculous controversy around it. Like, oh, you're going to be a kid who bullies other kids. Like, no, you you are a tough kid who gets sent to a reform school where everyone is a bully. Like, yeah. even the nerds are bullies. I mean, Jack Thompson characterized it as yeah. Columbine the game. He's like, you, if you let yeah. him put this out, it's Columbine and, the video And then game. when he found out what was actually in it, it's like, just wait until you get a, a nationwide surge in slingshot injuries. Like, really, <laughs> dude? Come on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I love this game so much. It's basically adolescent Dennis the Menace. Yeah. But the the whole thing is that you are you are not a bully... You are beating a sense of decency into bullies. You're you're getting into fights with people so they stop picking on each other. Yeah, you're kind of like a Batman of this universe. <laughs> yeah, kind in of. a way. And I, like, I, I just feel like this. 
I, I, why have they not made a bully too? Is it just like the the street crime thing, just more of a popular I don't angle? Know. Like I remember I mean, they make one game yeah. every four years. I remember that's true, that's talking true. to like a producer or something when it came out, and like any plans for the sequels? Like, well, we've talked about that, but like, what would it be? You go to college, and you can't really get into fights the same way. And I yeah, say yes, so, but I mean, get into beer chugging, you a different know, school maybe. Uh, Red <laughs> Dead Two, Red, come on. Red Dead Redemption sold more than Bully, and it's it's been six that's years, true. and there's been no even word yeah. of a sequel. And there was it took like what 10 years for there to be a Max Payne 3 yeah very honestly long time. I wouldn't be at all surprised if like all of Rockstar's development had just ground to a halt it's like GTA 5 online is a machine for printing money it's kind of like what happened just to focus Valve. on that yeah. yeah I don't want that to happen I w- there still yeah. hasn't been like the uh, the gay Tony and Lost and Damned of GTA 5 and there That's may true, never yeah. be it's that been sucks. over it's been play- what like three years yeah I mean they granted they did the uh, the the PS4 and Xbox one uh, like remasters or whatever but yeah, there hasn't been like That's new right. story stuff. I want that. I, I consider GTA Four a waste of my time, but those expansions were <laughs> like were perfect. They were yeah. perfectly uh, really the, fit, the right yeah. the right Lost length. Lost and Dam was so great. It was yeah. just like this is exactly as long as I want a campaign in a. And GTA they fixed game. like a lot of the problems. They put te- checkpoints in there. They if you don't want to like go on dates and hang out with your friends every time they call you, mm-hmm. you can just skip that stuff. You don't have to worry. It won't yeah, negatively you affect a, you. Who cares? <laughs> if you want to be a sad sex Jewish guy, you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but another. Uh, well, actually, no, it, it also had a sequel, but it has not had a third game for Forever Manhunt, also on yeah. PS4. Yeah, uh, two two was not very trouble. good. Yeah, I, I heard was... two got, like, too creepy. Like, they pushed the line too much, well, and I think I, they I all think got what, afraid. What happened with two is, yeah, like, everybody freaked out because there was... And I got to see it in pre-censored form mm. when there was, like, really gruesome stuff where, like, you... Uh, God, what do you do? You, like, you rip a dude's balls off eye, with right? some pliers... Yeah, <laughs> and then when he's doubled over, you like just jam the pliers into his back and like tear out a chunk of vertebrae nice. and kill him. And so that seems unrealistic. Which is like yeah. for as as like crazy as Manhunt is, all the things that you do to kill people in it are like somewhat realistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Manhunt One or Manhunt Two, but there was some sort of like um, headset mode where you had yeah, a headset one, yeah. and they could hear you like talking and breathing. Uh-huh. You had to be quiet, you but you were getting keep... the the directions through yeah, your headset. Yeah, that was on the original Xbox. Yeah, yeah. that was a really cool use. Well, it was on PS Two. Actually, oh, okay. he was using and the Logitech yeah. headset Xbox that like well. people used. Uh, was Manhunt even on Xbox? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. That's how okay, I. Yeah. That's how I played it with the. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, on PS Two, they used the Logitech headset that came with SoCom. SoCom, yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, SoCom, that was a franchise at one point. <laughs> that was a really cool thing. And then, and uh. then uh, Manhunt 2, it's like, well, it's not a great story. And then you kind of uh, neuter all the killing scenes with this weird, uh, like, photo negative mm. filter that is sort of like watching unscrambled or scrambled cable. Mm. In, in, mm. For those of you who lived through the 80s. I mean, they were legit on their way to an AO rating, yeah. which was which yeah. is the retail kiss of death. They I think that was this. an overreaction, an it adult overreaction. Was. It absolutely was, but a, it was a commercial move by Rockstar. Yeah. They, if, it's, if it's AO, you will make no money, at yeah. least on a retail yeah. level. So. I think their next big move was just like a, a flaccid penis <laughs> yes. in GTA 4. Okay, okay, here's they, the flaccid they, penis. They had like an uncensored patch for the PC version. Ah, uh, so. yeah. That's I mean, where you get your yeah. nude raiders. I did like uh, Manhunt back in the day. Like It had good stealth. And like the, the, the deaths in that game were insane back in the day. Hmm. 
and it just it also kind of yeah. had like it was like an underground version of Running Man. To the me. the so only I'd game like, where you could kill someone with a, a plastic shopping bag. Yeah, just like you know, wrap around their head and, and then snap the their neck. Out it was it like, is not a toy. They were right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also out this week on a more family friendly note Hyrule Warriors Legends oh, the 3DS yeah that exists you can yeah. finally play as a female Link named Linkle I'm hearing some weird things about okay so uh, it's for both 3DS uh, models but I hear there are some severe performance problems on Dang. the original 3DS which is why I think IGN uh-huh. gave it a different review I wow. mean I wouldn't be surprised the original 3DS is just it's an old system yeah, yeah. It's, it's aging like it turns five that is a, week, like a, so. a dirty Secret that I wish I like would be told more is like when they, when like with console generation jumps like sometimes they'll like companies will not send or they'll send very late the 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 copy of like the Xbox 360 PS3 version where it's just like oh yeah this has terrible like draw distance and things like that and because it's not like nobody wants to read those reviews nobody's clamoring no. for those reviews mm. so sometimes like oh yeah they'll, they'll, they'll kind of just get away with making like crummy just older... assume it's not I mean I would just assume it's not good I yeah. did I like Kotaku at least for a time they kind of specialized in yeah. reviewing of the last gen things I remember I really enjoyed reading their one for um, the Lord of the Rings game Shadows of Mordor yeah. oh, I P- forgot about yeah. that their PS3 Shadow of Mordor one was so great because they're just like this is ugly and the <laughs> best the only awesome part of this game the nemesis system does not exist jeez yeah wasn't the uh, most recent tomb raider also on ps3 and 360 it was only it was on 360 oh 360 wow yeah microsoft thing a microsoft Ooh. exclusive which works out so well for microsoft i can imagine yet, metal gear solid like. 5 was on everything and it was apparently great yeah. really yeah it works on ps3 i heard no yeah. complaints about the ps3 and 360 uh, the ps3 is still a very active well i wouldn't say very but it is an active system in japan i think perhaps I don't want to make blanket mm. statements here. Because it's I think the last console anyone mm. bought. I think or anyone be, will ever buy, really. I, I think yeah. for Japanese developers, the PS3 might be... They might be more invested in making a good PS3 version than a Western developer would be. Yeah. I think you're right there. But um, the talk about Nintendo provides a good bridge to jump into... you all for not talking during the uh, uh, news I sound effect. I respect respect yes. yes, it was a sign of respect. respect it. It's a very the... solemn thing, yeah. and when Chris continually interrupts <laughs> it, it's very disruptive. <laughs> I do my best to never disrupt it. I, I know that uh, Dave pulled together the news this yes. week, so yeah. perhaps he can walk us oh, through man. it. Oh, man. It's a bit of pressure. Well, there's the, uh, like, uh, going on the, the, uh, the Nintendo. Nintendo track, there's... The uh, NX had images that were reportedly leaked today. I don't know if they've been proving it or what. But, a lot uh, of people are saying it's fake. Yeah, I've been seeing th- lots of people say it's fake. I've heard it's a 3D printer uh, yeah. con job by yeah, somebody. So it could be. I mean, I want to believe. Yeah. I'd like to know ahead of time, and this is, I, I do... I 95% yeah. believe the NX will be out by the end of this year. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah, well, think that will happen. That's bolstered by the other Nintendo news, which is that this the one Wii is much U, more believable to me. Yeah. The Wii U is ceasing production that by the end sense. of 2016. So I yeah. would believe that Nintendo probably owns a lot of unsold Wii U's, and at this point they would just say, "Like, do you think we'll ever sell these two million we have in a in a warehouse?" Yeah. 
Maybe in two years. All right, quit yeah. making new ones. Like, what are you going to sell with Star Fox? <laughs> that's I'm all looking forward that's to a... Star Fox Zero. Yeah, but it's not going to sell two million Wii U's. I think the only that... thing that will is Zelda, and that's going to I think it was Chris Kohler who tweeted to an old article from like the first Wii U Nintendo Direct where they laid out everything. It's like this was actually laying out the entire lifespan <laughs> of, this, of the console. <laughs> wow. I'm kind of. I mean, I really hope it is a uh, hoax because I don't like the controller. So it's, it's just uh, it's yeah. two sticks the, the NX, yeah. and then yeah. and then a screen. Kotaku yeah, says it looks like uh, Stewie Griffin's head. So <laughs> imagine, imagine holding that in your hand. It's very I, I football shaped. Pe- I prefer people saying it was hey Arnold's head. Uh, well, I, I don't, yeah. yeah, I think if if anything, like Nintendo has never gone for sharp corners since like the first NES eight bit yeah. controller. Like I remember them t- them talking yeah. in Nintendo Power about like round edges invite touching, sharp corners uh, don't. Yeah, I mean they only gave us sharp corners in America because they mm-hmm. thought that's what Americans wanted in, yeah. in stuff. That and even in Japan, like this, yeah. the the Famicom controllers were very smooth. But then they yeah. redesigned it for like the dog bone controllers, yeah. as they were called. Yeah, but when you, I mean, when you look at a Famicom versus next to an NES, you see you see what at least in 1984 and five. Japan thought America wanted compared to what they thought oh, for Japan sure. wanted. Yeah, like, oh, you like VCRs? Well, here's a system that looks like Here's a, a controller like a hamburger. You're afraid to think this is a toy that children would play? All right, gray and boring. Loaded <laughs> in the, the front. The cartridges are twice the size of the boards inside them. <laughs> it's my, an entertainment system. My theory is that Nintendo uh, started as a toy maker, and they have, they have carried that philosophy throughout all of their products. I don't think they would make a controller with uh, just two analog sticks and a touchscreen. I feel like Buttons are vital to the Nintendo experience. Of course, you can trot this out in like a month and prove me wrong. But I mean, uh, yeah, I, I also would think they wouldn't count on <clears throat> the fidelity of touch screen to match what a button could do. Though so they yeah. have yeah. been dealing with touch screens for a long time. I mean, they I mean, barely want to do anything with a Wii U touch screen. I like. could see someone within the company going like, "Look, uh, mobile's really successful. Yeah. Mobile's just a touch screen with no feedback. We need to go where the money is." But then all other people are talking about like, well, you know, there's this company, there's this startup that has this material that can extrude buttons from a mm. flat surface, and uh, maybe they're doing something I mean, like that. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I also think it wouldn't go that far into cash in mode, just because. I still think this is Awada's dream. Like, mm. he built this. Awada is not mm-hmm. here for it, but I think it was. Mm. I look back on when he announced the NX in a very strange time to do it. And I wonder if that was just him saying, I will not live to, I will not be alive for when we should announce NX, so I want to be the one who announces it. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think it is like, he definitely would have had a hand in his, in R&D takes a very long time on a game console. Oh, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it was in the works while he was alive because, I mean, he only died uh, less than a year ago. By yeah, August last year. Yeah. And I remember, hey guys, go, uh, was it the uh, the Sony anniversary? It was a PlayStation anniversary retro. It was, right? he, I mean, he died before that, but the announcement happened during that podcast. You we got had, to, We had a yeah. moment of silence. If you listen to that podcast, you can hear Bob... Uh, Jeremy Parrish and Shane Bettenhausen find out live that Satoru Iwata has passed away. It is it is uh, interesting audio. That was our 9-11. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Our second 9-11, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What's next uh, news yeah, here, Move Dave? us along, Dave. 
Uh, yeah, so the PlayStation VR uh, it went on pre-sale at Amazon and a bunch of retailers and sold out super quick. But this is the bundle that's $500 that comes with... Comes every, with the camera, right? Yeah, the camera. And I don't know if it comes with the Move. But it also comes they, with they, a launch They're picturing game. it with the Move. Like yeah. Two I, don't, move I don't think it does come with the Move. I mean... Yeah. Uh, I assume that's too much of a cost to just bundle in with the yeah, system. I guess yeah, use the controller in most cases. But well, move could be it was it was kind of bad uh, when it came out on PS3. But in the context of virtual reality, like this could actually work. I mean, it's not all that different from you know what Vive is doing or the the touch the the things yeah, that Oculus no, has been showing you're off. Right, as, you're right. This will uh, come out later. I read a funny tweet from this week's Laser Time uh, guest, Mike Drucker. Saying, uh, they said, I bought a Virtual Boy on day one. I pre-ordered a Virtual Boy. Wow. And I'm pre-ordering this now. It's because I love VR and I'm stupid and shouldn't have money. (laughs) This will be the first time I haven't gotten, like, a console or a big console edition on launch day. I just can't do it this time. I'm not spending that kind of money on on a VR thing that won't be. as As I said last week. Sony is not famous for supporting its peripherals yeah. for a very long time, and yeah. I will yeah. I will wait and see with this one. I mean, I'm was honestly surprised that the uh, the PlayStation camera was still around for them to prod <laughs> yeah. out for this. Yeah, I mean, I know streamers who do use it. They like it's not a bad streaming camera for yeah. if you're gonna. No, I can see yeah. that. if you're gonna natively stream from your PS4 through a Twitch app, like then it's it's good for that. But it's but, also basically this a, a lot of the same functionality as the Connect with a much smaller. Footprint, yeah, and much smaller price tag. I cannot believe I have one of those garbage connects. Like, <laughs> I feel like you no longer need a software to sell a platform, but for VR, I think it should be mandatory because I mean, I've done these mm. tech demos where it's all about putting things like into your eyeball and like your eyes gonna get hurt. No, not really, but um, I feel like there's nothing they're showing me that is like, oh, I need I need to get VR for this game. Like um, like the bundle of shipping with PlayStation World. I don't know what that is. Well, like, it, what is that? I think they were showing it off at GDC. I I didn't it, it, looks like, it looks yeah. like the Playroom 2. Okay, yeah. By the way, did you guys see that video of... Um, the, this is some futuristic stuff of guys wearing VR helmets uh, and riding a roller coaster while doing it. And, like, the, you're on the roller coaster. It's a real-life roller coaster. And it's, you know, moving you around. But then in your eyes, uh, in the VR thing, it's showing you, like, this alien invasion that's moving you around at, this, at the same way the roller coaster. No, that sounds awesome. And huh. that is kind of, like, the application for VR I want to see. Like, I'll go to some place, pay five bucks, and have, like, a ten-minute experience or, like, a five-minute experience. But, um... I, I mean, uh, my friend Cat Bailey uh, is doing uh, doing something on VR for uh, my website, and uh, I, I feel like VR is a very fatiguing experience. Like, it does not hold up to a, a prolonged uh, time, like having that thing just stuck on your face. And I remember uh, Chris Kohler, another journalist, just posted a picture of his face. Like, I've been doing VR demos all day. It looks like he was just, just punched mercilessly yeah, in his <laughs> eyes. Just like... How are you how are you going to make this experience stand up for more than just like ten minutes with a man making sure you don't kill yourself nearby? Yeah, you know what I had I had not thought of that. Yeah. those are the kind of like living room realities that will only happen when it's actually on the market in yeah. mass mass way. And I swear I, I will write an article about this, but um, my my theory about VR is I know it's going to be the future, but we could not trust people with Wii motes. Mm-hmm. They were throwing them not. at pets oh, through yeah. TVs yeah. through windows. I can see the first VR deaths happening within weeks after <laughs> PSVR. Like I walked out of my yeah. window, I fell, I fell through my coffee table, I crushed my pet rabbit. Like something I was terrible playing is going to happen. On the bus for some reason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think there were this in the shower. Uh, there's one thing that's not on here, but it kind of goes with another thing uh, that uh, they shut. Sony shut down the Drive Club slash Motorstorm developers this oh, week, yeah. as I recall. 
Uh, you only if you follow British people would you notice that anybody cared that it closed. But uh, <laughs> that's not true. My, Mike Grimm, uh, uh, car lover and sometimes guest on the show, he cared too. But like, I can give two craps yeah. about Drive Club. I did like Motor. I like the MotorStorm games yeah, fine. I never paid for them. I got them for free. But was Drive Club a failure in some way? I don't think it was. It got a delayed. And got then, delayed so yeah. much, and then it was released and then unreleased. Because they realized it was going to be free to all PlayStation Plus members. And then I think they realized, like, this costs too much to give away. We can't do that. And Didn't they re-release it as, like, some sort of free-to-play thing where you have to yeah. buy components? I, all I yeah. recall yeah, that is... That might not be re- All right. I recall is at the PS4 reveal event, having this British dude come out and talk about, look at the interiors of this car. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. We worked on this odometer so much, like... Don't give two shits about this. Like, I, yeah, I remember actually being at one of those events and like they like reveal a car on stage. This car will be in the game and people are cheering. Like, are we cheering for a car? Like, this car what? exists and yeah. we bought it here. It's an expensive car. Aren't we so nice to bring it here? I, yeah. I don't know what the cheering was. Remember Bob when there I... were Gran Turismo games? What? The, like, this, oh, yeah. like, Drive Club kind of just like took... The yeah. I like the market share that Gran Turismo had on PS4. Why? Now, like nobody knows. When like, was the last the, Gran Turismo? Uh, it was six on the PS3. The yeah. one they spent forever making. Well, yeah. they worked a real long time on five. Okay, five was six. that one. Yeah, I believe. I mean, I that's think, right. Like five was years delayed, and then six came out like a year or two later. Yeah. I think the director of the game just has a job for life at Sony, so he takes as long as he fucking yeah. pleases in in Japan. Uh, but then again, like those things are you're only as good as the last one, and despite us. Us yeah. not caring about five or six, those still sold yeah. in the millions. It, it did pioneer the um, it did pioneer the the uh, demo you buy mm-hmm. for yeah. the Japanese games yes. industry, like which mm-hmm. also happened with uh, Metal Gear as well. Yeah, yeah but, but but anyway, uh, too bad to the Drive Club people. Yeah. I wish they had gotten to make another motor, motor Storm mm. because I like the more arcadey, visually driven thing than just like. A car sim. I'm just like not like Bob. Like I don't like cars and am happy to not own cars. <laughs> yeah, but I want that out of my life. <laughs> yep, no cars for me. I I don't much care for them. So, well, yeah. speaking of developer layoffs, uh, Fifth Cell, the developers of Scribble Knots and Drawn to Life, uh, they they're not quite closed, but they had like a majority of their. Yeah. Uh, staff laid off. Uh, as as implied in their reports, like they had a Scribblenauts game in production that was then canceled. When you cancel a game like that, mm. like you're not getting money. Like a publisher's not giving mm. you money to keep making the game. And sadly, the realities of game development is like there. It almost sounds like most pu- uh, developers are living like paycheck to paycheck it does from their for real, publisher. Yeah. And once they don't have an active project, oh, yeah. they can't employ a full team until they get another project, which I've, is a sad reality of development. But. Yeah, I've always liked those games. This feels extremely unfair that they are not allowed yeah. to make more of them. I mean, I, I kind of got burned out on them after a bit, but I feel like they can do more of that formula, but now they won't get to. Now their last one they made was one I really liked as a comic nerdo was uh, Scribblenauts Unmasked, which oh, right. was them with DC stuff, which it's... Honestly, it's a game that's great. I, or it's a good game. I like the game that I play. It's I'm also just... the only game to feature Brother Power the Geek. So that <laughs> so that's what? the thing that I, I really loved about it was it was a Scribblenauts game that was good. But as a living Wikipedia of almost every single DC character ever, and I mean ever, <laughs> like and multiple versions of them in some cases, like that's amazing. That, that is so cool. I, I love that part of it. It's just a nerd racking my brain of like, well, what is the most 
Who is the the most obscure person I can think of now? Well, I bet they won't have. Okay, uh, Chip, the the Green Lantern uh, Squirrel Man. <laughs> nope, there he is. All right, like, that was that's one of my favorite E3 videos I ever made at old website, which mm-hmm. was I went to the Scribblenauts guys. I'm like, look, instead of you taking me through it. Can I just name characters and see if you really have them? He's like, and the the dudes that, the dudes from I believe it was a developer guy from Fifth Cell, totally up for it. He was like, you know what? I'm up for Dude. the challenge. Tell you guess whatever character <laughs> you want. And he's in there, and I picked dudes who the art wasn't final for, so I, I forget which one it was. But I named a character, and then he said. Okay, I swear to you, he's in the game, but this <laughs> art isn't done, so it's just this gray block. But Did they have this, Sunshine this Superman. I believe so. That's the amazing. alternate universe black Superman? Oh, you know what? In t- yeah, they might not. They might not. I don't think he was... It's pretty much every DC character from 2011, before 2011 or 2010. Right. Mm. So that guy, the basic Obama Superman, is he's kind like of... Sunshine something. Superman was like from the 70s or okay. 60s. He was, he, he was like a black power Superman. Okay. Mm. Man, th- that's a new one on me, Michael. But uh, I had... I would bet he is in there. I'm hoping that we can uh, stream it again soon. A- after seeing the sad news of layoffs at Fifth Cell, yeah. it makes me want to go back and play play old Scribblenaut games. It's, I like the Wii U launch Scribblenaut game. It's really got unlimited. That's the one I played the most. And I mean, the, the puzzles are easy, but it's always fun. Like you said, Henry, like they would never think of this word. I want to see if they, yeah. this word is represented. <laughs> if not, there's something close to it. Like I can I can solve this puzzle in like a fun like sandboxy way, and that's mm. that's what I like the most about these games. It's sad that they're uh, not yeah. operating Who, what, anymore. Okay, let's call in Batman. And Bizarro or Batzaro, <laughs> and Cthulhu, and yeah, and Cthulhu, yeah. and a T Rex. Well, while you're going back and playing old Scribblenauts games, you could also play a bunch of old uh, Xbox 360 games that have recently been added to the Xbox One via backwards compatibility. Ooh. There is a long list that's been added in the last week. I will say, uh, Dark Void is a little bit puzzling. Uh, um, yeah. But Capcom still has a right, so yeah. I think they're hoping people confuse it with Dark Souls, which is also <laughs> on the list. Yeah, so it's Dark Souls, yeah. Tekken Tag Tournament Two, oh, Assassin's man. Creed One, Dark Void, Grid Two, Alan Wake, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I think Alan Wake's American Nightmare. That is was also... yeah, that was like a couple. Yeah. Weeks that's ago. that's a really fun digestible version of that <laughs> game. Yes, I, I would I'd actually play that over Alan Wake though. The, it's basically a third of the game repeated three times. Yeah, like that, that part is true. <laughs> it's like, well, we can make 40 minutes of something. Let's do it three times and just change <laughs> yeah. the dialogue a little bit. It's kind of like Bravely Default. I, f- I found that out because I walked into my game room and my uh, Xbox One was on for some reason. I don't know how that happened. Did you say Xbox at any point during the previous day? No, that probably it, did it. it does. Uh, it is really easy to turn that on, but I don't <laughs> think I did anything to it. But then I you know, turn on the TV and sitting there and like, I need an update. Like, okay, mm. do your update. Like, that's every... It's The Xbox One has become the PS3 <laughs> of the current generation that every time I power it on, it needs a fucking update. Yeah. I have that problem, too, but I only power it on, like, every two months. So yeah, when, okay. whenever that's... I power it on, it's like, we have we have eight well, hours well, to kill now. Well, same here, so it's yeah. really my own fault. Yeah, sorry, Xbox <laughs> One. I just don't turn you on all that much. Uh, you don't, yeah. you, And you don't turn me but, on, either. But then uh, when I, I load it up, it's like, oh, man, all these games I can yeah. download onto my Xbox One yeah. now. And so I did that and then turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I download I download the 360 games that are available, and yeah. then I don't play them. But mm-hmm. Alan Wake's but really... it's nice to have them. Yeah, and Alan Wake is a really good game. It's a very solid 8, and I like very much what it tries to do. Mm. 
and uh, it's cell good, batteries. And it's yes, <laughs> that uh, was not necessary at all. And also I cars like and uh, Verizon <laughs> phones. Uh, and it's also worth playing in the run-up to Quantum Breaks release, which that's is true. Uh, yeah. getting soon, getting kind of soon. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why Alan Wake is one of the games because I think if you pre-order Alan Wake, then you get oh, you get both of those. Alan Wake games and for free. You mean when you pre-order, pre-order Quantum, Quantum Break, Break, you get Alan Wake. They rhyme. I mean, uh, they did that. I bet that is very intentional. But uh, I mean, they did the similar thing with that with Fallout. Get yeah. Fallout Four, get New Vegas, and Three as as free games that are backwards yeah. compatible and have five hundred hours yeah. worth of game to play. <laughs> I do love like having the option to play all these games on my Xbox One. Yeah, but for so many of them, it's like, oh, my old saves on my three sixty. And I didn't save it to the cloud because back when I was playing this game, the cloud wasn't there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but well, so, so you can go back to your Xbox 360 and put that save in the cloud, and then you can continue, which is just yeah. like, uh, that's just like, it's 2016, man. Yeah. It's well, I mean, slightly I'm, inconvenient for me to do I'm that. I'm too lazy in most cases to wait through it turning on the 360 emulation within an Xbox One to play a 360. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sim- is laziness. Yeah. The Symphony of the Night, so man. Lazy. I mean, you've got many ways to play Symphony of the Night, but the th- not enough. Yeah. As I recall, the 360 version was a real good one. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. maybe that, not as good as the the Saturn version, although I've heard people say that. Sucks. Oh, it does suck. Uh, yeah. The extra content yeah. is puke. Oh, yeah. Just, just watch it online. It it's not finally very good. put something underneath that that entry chamber, and it's like I can see something down That's there, true. but I can't get to it. But it also can't do transparencies because they didn't think of that for the Saturn. Uh, so true. Dark Souls, though Dark Souls being added to Xbox One, that was like. I mean, now I'll finally beat it. I wonder if it runs any better. I, I did review the 360 version of Dark Souls, and uh, some areas just ran like shit. And uh, the PC version was much better after like a fan patched it in two hours. So yeah. I wonder if the that actually the Xbox One improves the performance in a way. By the way, in news, uh, Bob had the news of playing Dark Souls Three. Some didn't oh, you? Oh, I did. I played a bunch of it. Actually, it's it's you so posted we- a preview. So I know it's under, I did. out of embargo now. You can read my preview on usgamer.net. It's so weird in that it comes out in maybe less than two weeks in Japan, yeah, yeah. but I have the whole PC version I'm playing right now, and uh, the console well, version is being shipped to people. Like, I saw an article today that was saying like the, the it's out in Japan now, and if you do some finagling with your account region, you can download it too. Oh, I'm sure you can, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you have a Japanese account and it's available, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to buy yeah, but it. But you'd have to play in Japanese, wouldn't you? That's true. I believe the text is in Japanese, but the voice work isn't. Um, yeah. I could be wrong about this. I don't know if there's an, an English language mode in the game, but I um, I am playing the English language version, and um, it's it's awesome. I mean, I love Dark Souls, and it has not let me down yet. So I, I remember, you know, that reminds me of when Bayonetta 2 was about to come out in America. We got it early for review. I wasn't reviewing it. Uh, uh, my friend Justin in the UK was reviewing it at Games Radar. But it, so I just got to have the American copy just to play on my own, and I was, I was, I wanted to beat it way early. And as I am playing it that weekend, it is released in Japan, and not only is it released in Japan, but it is the complete English edition is on the disc. That hurts. Three <laughs> weeks, three or maybe four weeks ahead of American release. Yeah. And I tried to pitch to the to editors like. Look, guys, let's just pretend we got the Japanese version, which is the English version, and post our review now. But uh, there was some trepidation of saying, like, well, we signed this embargo thing, and we could get in trouble. There's a lot of red tape, and I I do believe the staggering has to be intentional. It's not like, oh, the game's not finished yet, because I feel like they're like, we want to get people hyped for, like, ten days with all these previews and, like, uh, you know, impressions and things, and the community who's getting access to the game is going to go crazy with secrets and lore and everything like that. Like, I feel like they're just trying to you know build up the hype 
I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised if they used Japan as a test bed for some of the online stuff. Like that too, a yeah. miniature beta of yeah. just, this is a smaller group of people on a test network that we can look at locally. So we'll see if there's any real problems we'll have to worry about on a international level. That's true. I cannot go actually go online with the game yet, which is not uncommon for reviewing a Souls game. Usually the online does not happen until like right before the review has to go live. Mm. But yeah, I mean... Um, I don't know if you guys have any kind of affinity for the Souls series, I'm not a Souls guy, but uh, so. if you like that kind of game, it is very much that kind of game, and I feel like it's only getting better. Yeah, yeah. Brett just platinum Bloodborne. Brett is a is a more dedicated Bloodborneer than me, even, <laughs> and I love those games, but I have to play everything, and Brett doesn't have to do that anymore. But I noticed uh, Brett has become one of those people for whom all other games are meaningless. Like I only yes. like Dark Souls <laughs> and Bloodborne now. Yes, <laughs> and uh, Monster Hunter. I yeah, think and Monster like Hunter. that is the true gaming elitist, <laughs> and I and I and I. My, Hats off to him. Well, speaking of Xbox, uh, at GDC they had a party that you. had some people up in arms. But, oh yeah. Well, uh, there were scantily clad schoolgirl. I mean, dancers. it was basically they were wearing the outfit that Britney Spears wore in the "Hit Me yeah. One More Time" thing. If you want to yeah. visualize, that it. seems like a kind of dated uh, dancer costume. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of is. Yeah. Well, the whole thing seemed kind of dated. Oh, it it caught a lot true. of flack. Because, uh, you know, it's like people were saying we've made so many strides for inclusiveness toward women at GDC. And uh, then I, I think uh, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer, yeah, like personally apologized for it and said, mm-hmm. like, I didn't like, know I had this my was fill happening. Of this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've had my, my fill of it and I'm sick <laughs> of spencering all this money on events like this. <laughs> I mean, I, he, he said they were looking into it internally, yeah. but he wanted to. He wanted to say like this is not represent us, and this was a. It, yeah. He said for them it was a huge bummer that they had multiple. They'd spent a lot of money and time on inclusiveness events at GDC. They had like a all this work. gaming yeah. thing there. Yeah, they, I, I I walked through it of just like yeah, we're Xbox, we're Microsoft. We want we want everybody. Yeah. We want diversity, and then end the week like like that's just. I'd be annoyed if I was Phil Spencer just yeah. from that angle of yeah. I spent all this time and money to have this messaging yeah. of inclusiveness and then one jerk maybe just said what yeah. this place needs is dancing girls some dames it's like, yeah. some yeah. Yeah. dancing girls you can never, you something for daddy yeah. it's like you, you'll never be able to tell like where how did this happen like did yeah. somebody just yeah. like was there someone at the PR company that threw the party, or was there someone at the venue yeah, I mean, that did it? This used to be what? pretty common mo for Ax- the games industry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like I've never been to a Microsoft. I mean, like I've been going to Xbox parties since like 2011. Yeah, and you they've been there for the official. Yeah, menu. and it's never like they've always just been like whatever regular yeah. like game yeah. events, they not like there's not, some not, free drinks. Go play a game. I, yeah. I have experienced this uh, feel like a handful of years ago. I worked at a major website and yeah. we had a company party during E3, and there were like these uh, 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 women cage dancers. I'm not a prude, and I think yeah. dancers should be able to work. But yeah. what am I going to be like? Let's look at this woman's body in front of my female coworkers. Like, yeah. oh yeah, she's hot. Look at this woman. Hey, like, yeah, you... let's objectify her together. Yeah. Like, like, I yeah. was like, uh, we were all kind of put off by it and yeah. kind of, like, felt no, weird. All, I mean, this this is just my uh, view on it when it happens. I feel insulted personally. That I'm just like, do you think I need a hot, like, yeah. girl to make me pay attention or yeah. care more? Like, 
I think you I think you think less yeah. of me. It's me like and then on top of that, what any woman going there would think, like I yeah. I, I could see. Or it. maybe I, I've like I've been um, seeing some some backlash against the backlash on Twitter. Where people, oh yeah. really? I, 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 I read somebody. Well, no, it's it's not the typical asshole stuff you'd expect. It's it's other women saying like, look, if you're gonna get mad, get mad at the people who arranged the event. Don't call the dancers skanks. Oh, or I, I totally agree with that. I, yeah. That is Absolutely. not right. That's why I preface Absolutely. my content by saying uh, my con my comment by saying dancers should be allowed to exist and should be yes. able to do what they do but Absolutely. maybe not in that context they mm. shouldn't have been hired in that context by yeah. that person but sure no they yeah professional dancers like that like I totally mean, cool they, they get a job yeah. on that stuff i'm not i people giving judgment to them or, or yeah. saying like oh you're paying them and continuing this you know what like you don't know if they're like owning it or whatever it's you don't no. know that shit, and you're you're putting yeah. assumptions and, on and them. And actually, they were burlesque dancers. That's the other thing. They weren't strippers, which yeah. some people said. Mm. Yeah, there but, is a difference. Yes. Yeah, I mean, One like is burlesque is an yeah. art form. Goddamn it! With <laughs> feminist underpinnings, you are e- extra. Yeah. You're very. But like E3 <laughs> is this like big like big uh, escapade, big thing that happens, and of course, like you'll have uh, attractive people being like your models to show off your games. Yeah. But like, I, I, anytime I've like I've been to a couple parties where it's like, oh, there's just attractive w- women mingling with the nerds playing the game, and it's like, you really think very lowly of me. Like this yeah. game that I'm demoing is, and usually when these event, like when they have this happening at an event, the game is not good, and they're trying to distract you, and it's just like, why? Like, why do you have this person? Why do you have people here to distract me? I'm like, it absolutely yeah. puts me on the. It would put me on the defensive at those old events. I yeah. don't think that happens as much no, now. No. But, it doesn't. But I, it would put me on the defensive at old events. And I also think it had this unintended effect mm. of a lot of journalist, male journalists yeah. of my generation. If they saw a woman at a thing, they would immediately like just roll their eyes, like, "Oh, you're in PR. You're here to mm. you're here to do this. You couldn't possibly be a developer or a colleague. Yeah. You mm-hmm. must be here as a as somebody hired." And it makes people then like look down on any woman at the mm. event because I, they're they've been led to believe that's the only woman who would be there. And for as big as of an SJW as I am, I've made that mistake before. I've assumed a, a woman was a PR person, and then I like would immediately apologize just because yeah. I, I've been trained just by you know experiences like, "Oh, if there's a woman here, she's here to hand you something mm-hmm. or entertain you." or something which shouldn't be the case for yeah. sure no it's it's a lot of stuff to unlearn yeah and, and something yeah. i worked on too and it's something that like that this happened at gdc and with a major like one of yeah. the biggest companies in the world let alone in games microsoft that it would happen is shocking mm-hmm. and that especially like it was it feels it feels so long ago now yeah. like i feel like it was like 2013 at gdc that people were saying what are these dancing girls doing at this party this is not <laughs> what we want and that's when like one reason why happened the oh, yeah. one reason why there was tons of that this stuff like ago. a few years ago like so whoever is planning these parties however this happened this shouldn't have like you just expected it not to i feel like yeah. it's a it's a portion of the company who is not in touch with anyone yeah. else like we have all this money to spend let's get dancers it and was this like and the that. left hand yeah. not talking with the right exactly hand kind of yeah. situation yeah. i have to i assume. i would hope Somebody, somebody is answering for this. It's not a top-down like, command like at Microsoft. We hate women. It's not you know? Phil Spencer being yeah. like, "I've got this great trick plan. <laughs> we're gonna have this women in gaming uh, talk, and then we're gonna have naked dancers, and at then our they'll party. dance for us." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. and we'll sit around a... and uh, women in tech will complain, and we'll say, "Sit on my lap and say that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, had enough news. <laughs> Something lighter. Are we, are we done SJWing around? I think so. Okay. Um, I can't wait to read the comments on this one. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm a proud dancer. 
a disco dancer, and a sweet romancer. Let's move on to the community segment. Last week's question of the week was, now that the prices and details of all three major VR headsets have been revealed, which one are you most interested in? Uh, first responder in the forums, uh, Cody, said, I won't be getting one. Overly expensive gimmick that will eventually become better innovated and cheaper. I will be watching the YouTubers use it, though, for this... The Scavy game? Scary. Scary. Let's scare oh. PewDiePie, everybody. Have you seen the YouTube red, the commercials? The YouTube red? Yes. Which is yeah. just like PewDiePie jackass, basically. Uh. Um, Nuclear Astro Jesus said, uh, or Jesus, said, if I were getting one, it would be the PSVR. It's the least impressive, but my PC is the finest uh, rig 2012 had to offer. <laughs> Uh, to get my real use, to get any real use out of the VR headset, I'd have to upgrade my video card at the very least, and probably a whole new PC or enough parts that it's damn near a new one. I'd rather shell out 500 for a decent experience than spend a grand plus on a PC that currently does everything I needed to except VR. Yeah. Uh, Corey Noob said, "If I was in the market, it would be for the Vive." I am a PC. Vibe. Oh, vibe. The vibe. I am a PC guy, but I'll be waiting until they have more applications. I would like to buy two headsets for my wife, and I do enjoy sporting events, concerts, and movies when they are eventually pay per view. Mm, what about Pornhub? I've been seeing a ton of news stories about how Pornhub has their VR. That's all I saw today. Yeah. yeah. Don't you love those Pornhub stats that are just like every yeah. every? I just saw one recently that was like it's every state search thing, like their top term. Almost every state was lesbian, but then one was like stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Utah. My two uh, stepsisters getting it on. I will say I can totally understand why you'd think it's a gimmick if you haven't tried it, but uh, having actually used an Oculus, like, it really is a completely... It's an experience unlike anything else, and I, I think it's one of those things you're going to have to use it to really understand mm. it mm. or why you'd even want it in the first place. Should I do this one? Obi-Shan yeah. Kenobi? Yeah. Obi-Shan Kenobi said, I have zero interest in VR. I think its commercial applications are far more interesting than for gaming at home. I do not see how it is practical unless you live alone or have an understanding spouse. So he's, he's yeah. down on VR. Yeah. I'm, kind yeah. of, I'm kind of with you, Obi-Shan, for now. Brendel said, the only VR I want is the damn Virtual Boy. Who doesn't want to get a migraine from playing such classics like Mario Tennis and Red Alarm and Glorious 100P? <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I would love a Vive, but man, I gotta upgrade my GPU for my 770, which is a real kick in the money balls. So no sale for me for the time being. I can tell Brendolf that has the only Wario game that I haven't played, and I, ah. I so want to play that Wario game for the uh, Virtual Boy so bad. Yeah, it's so weird in the Mario Tennis like official art. Mario's wearing like shorts and a t-shirt, and it's just this the <laughs> most exposed skin Mario has ever had, I'd say, in-game. My eyes uh, are hurting Pornio just from... Brothers? Uh, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are hurting just from thinking about the Virtual mm. Boy. Seriously, uh, uh, you mentioned Super Hornio Brothers. Jeremy Parrish and I had a funny Twitter exchange, oh, saying that that, uh, <laughs> that he was like, "Boy, Bat like we were." He was trashing Batman versus Superman, or mentioning that it had poor reviews. And I said, "Hey, be careful, because some people will think you hate DC if you don't like those movies." And then he said, that's like say, people telling you you hate Super Mario Brothers because you don't like Super Hornio Brothers. <laughs> My question is, we've all seen that picture of uh, 
uh, Jeremy, Jeremy. What's his name? Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Sorry, I was thinking Jeremy Irons. That's yeah. not right. Uh, Ron <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy. Ron. Uh, sorry, Jeremy Irons has not gone that yeah. path yet. But uh, we've all seen the picture. But have we anyone seen the movie Super oh, Mario well, Brothers? No. But I remember your uh, something awful coworker. I think it was Zach Parsons was on like this jihad for a while like I have got to find Super Hornio Brothers why can I watch a man in a pterodactyl costume getting a blowjob but I can't find fucking Super Hornio Brothers <laughs> and he fi- I think he finally found it and like had a review in his horrors of porn okay I have to thing. watch that because I've yeah. not known anyone who actually have, has seen that movie mm-hmm. only the, the still that we are all familiar with yeah mm-hmm. of course it's in every video game magazine for like a decade yeah Shaxpert says I curr- I'm currently most interested in Vibe though to be honest I'll get whichever one the creepy sex simulators go for first. Yeah. They're gonna be uh, on PC. Uh, yeah, from DVD yeah. to Blu-ray, porn has always been a good indicator of which technological horse yeah. to back. VHS as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, former guest of the show, Dan Amrick says, when they create a VR headset that is compatible with my lazy eye, then I will be interested. Here, here. First company that makes a visor with lenses that can be repositioned on a track gets my money. Hmm. By the way, props to the Larry theme as bed music and a shout out to Stretch Panic on PS2, level one of which features the largest breasts in oh, any shit, game I've ever seen right. based on our uh, boobs conversation and last week. I think you can stretch them yeah. out and inflate them, which is weird. It's cartoony and clothed because it's satirical, but the NPCs are basically balloons with feet. God. Yeah, the, when we mentioned bed music and Stretch Panic, I'm like, okay, this is the real Dan Emmerich. Making I, com- mm-hmm. I want to take the next one, but I actually <laughs> I, I paid fifty two ninety nine for Stretch Panic yeah. in Whoa. 2002 yeah. or whatever. So uh, the um, I think it was the publishers of Game Fan Magazine. They had they made another magazine that lasted one issue called uh, I want to say it's like Game Go or something like that, mm. where it was like it was one issue, and that one issue had Stretch Panic on the cover. No wonder. <laughs> <full. Yeah. Wow. laughs> don't don't put your uh, money on that horse. Nope. Uh, so Oni Maru said, "I will buy whichever one gives me lawnmower man powers." That's awesome. I, I imagine the modern you will day... be God there. Yes, yeah, Job's War, and I think like the modern lawnmower man interpretation is all your Skypes ring at once at the end. Like, <laughs> oh my know, God, he's into the Skype. You know, what was amazing for me was seeing lawnmower man as a kid and then reading flowers for Algernon. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's, oh, they just ripped that off. Like, pretty much. Uh, Raven Bomb said, "I'm not buying either, but I would go for a Vive personally." The forward-facing camera so you don't hurt yourself may or may not work, but it's a good idea. Mostly, though, I just have to think that my library on Steam is where the bulk of all my games are, so it's like choosing a Zune or an iPod 10 or 12 years ago. I believe in Valve. They have a great track record with hardware no one wants, like the Steam controller and software-to-hardware integration we didn't ask for, like Big Picture and SteamOS. SteamOS. <laughs> they are all, those are all winners, right? I think VR is setting itself up to fail. It's becoming the smartwatch. Too many companies with too many products and nobody is sure they even want it and developers aren't sure how to develop for it. Worse yet, development slash developers are getting split between different hardware so the industry as a whole never learns how to best use VR in gaming. And lastly, CDG Comedy says... I don't have a good PC, and I have no real interest in getting one, so Vive and Oculus are not for me. I do have a PS4 and a raging PlayStation and a raging PlayStation fanboy boner, <laughs> so PSVR is for me. 
I'm going back and forth between getting a day one. I like the games they've shown, like Until Dawn, Dark Ride, 100-foot robot <laughs> golf, and rigs. <laughs> if all of those games are day one with the other promised features, then getting a day one doesn't seem too far-fetched. But I'm waiting until E3 for a last-minute information. All right, um, new question of the week. Fifteen years ago, the Game Boy Advance launched in Japan. Let's talk briefly about what your favorite... Game Boy Advance memory is. Hmm. Well, all right. Let me let me tell mine first because it all starts September 11th, like 2001. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, no. So over the summer, I got a GBA, and I was having a fine enough time with Super Mario Advance and uh, Namco Museum. How about Castlevania? Circle no, it was moon. too dark. I just uh, couldn't do it, man. It's played outside. <laughs> uh, outside? <laughs> what? <laughs> But September 11th, 2001, as, the, as America was reeling, I headed to Walmart to get the game that Craig Harris gave a 9.9 on IGN, and I knew I had to try Advance Wars. Mm. The original Advance Wars made for America, and the first uh, entry in the Wars series released in America was incredible. And it still is great. You can play it on the Wii U today, officially, like it's on the eShop. But just the colorful graphics, the turn-based strategy to it, it was like a lighter version of Fire Emblem. And, it, and the music was amazing. I, I love it. It's born in me a love of Advance Wars that remains to this day, but the original was the one I probably played the most. And I, it was just locked into my Game Boy Advance for a very long time. Um, I will say when I first got my uh, Game Boy Advance, when it first came out... Uh, the, the lighting, again, was a real problem. I couldn't play Castlevania. And I spent a lot of money on I'm trying to get, like, the overhead lights for it that <laughs> all were terrible. And I finally killed my OG model GBA by... I, I got, like, a mail-order backlight kit that oh, someone was selling and tried yeah, to install yeah, it. Those, fucked yes. it up. Is it called the Afterburner or something? Or, something uh, like that. Yeah. I, think I so. remember yeah. Penny Arcade talking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I bought it. So indirectly, I blame them. <laughs> but uh, those guys. then when the, the Game Boy Advance SP came out, I felt like that's when the system really came into its own. Yeah. Like, it looks like a tiny laptop. It flips open. It's got a beautiful uh, backlit screen. It, it's really comfortable to hold. All the games look amazing on it. And, like, that, that's when I started, like, there, there was a while where it's like, this is one of the best systems ever produced. Like, all the games are really good for it. Uh, you know, granted, I never played Rocket Power or any of the <laughs> shitty cash-ins that were coming out at the time. But, um, yeah, just, just playing, um, was it Araya of Sorrow, the one mm-hmm. with uh, Juice de Belmont, the Castlevania game? Believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, that that was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, and, and fucking Metroids, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zero Mission. Woo. Yeah, I mean, that was... would that would be my favorite memory is playing through that on uh, GBA. But a close second is uh, working at a Funkoland when the GBA came out, and we almost immediately sold out of all of the, I think it was Glacier and the, the purple ones. Indigo. Mm. That was Indigo. My Indigo, I had that one. So we had, a, we had a bunch of the pink ones, and like anytime a, like it mostly guy customers came in, we'd be like, well, we're sold out of uh, everything but these, and it was amazing just to see how many people were like, 
pink system. No. <laughs> People <laughs> will think I'm a girl. My masculinity. Like, you're play- if you're playing a Game Boy I on a public transfer- tra- transportation or outside at all, you're already unattractive. Yeah. You're like, not cool. The, like, People are judging you at yeah. that point. Yes. People are, at that point are looking to see if your T-shirt is riding up on your enormous belly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like the same thing where I've seen guys complain, you got me a... a, a pink collar for my dog it's a boy my dog is a man yeah he has the dog man gender rules uh, he needs well, a budweiser collar <laughs> well like henry i actually i also got uh, advanced wars on 9-11 and it, uh, oh, I, I guess boy. i wasn't i guess uh, i was a young shithead and i didn't really really realize at that point how uh, serious things were and i was like wow people actually do gather around tvs in public places when a disaster is happening <laughs> but i just ignored that and i brought it home but you actually advance wars please <laughs> yes yeah, like i want to play video games um, I worked at a newspaper when 9-11 happened. The next this? two years of my life were hell. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> I was still an innocent 19-year-old. This ordinary war outside is boring me. I'll take Advance Wars. <laughs> Bring this war to the next level. But actually, um, I-, I credit the Game Boy Advance for saving me in a really dark place. I, w- I was very poor and with my friends, and we were all giving plasma for the first time. We had no idea giving plasma was so complicated. I was waiting four hours in this uh, waiting room, this, the most depressing waiting room ever, if you realize the people who are giving plasma to live. And uh, yeah. basically, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga got me through it. <laughs> and I vividly remember those hours, just like because everything around me was just so bleak and depressing. And this guy across me was reading the same page of the Bible for the, all of those four hours. I'm like, that must be the best page of the Bible. Ooh. But I have, to, I have to thank that game for getting me through that experience. And I will never get plasma again because it's just the worst people ever. Jesus. You'll meet them. Now, the, the GBA in general was a lovely system. It was Super NES 2.0. It, and it was really short-lived, too, I think. Well, Relatively, yeah. They they put. I mean, the DS came out in two thousand four, so yeah, it didn't it didn't yeah. get many much chance in the sun. It, it didn't even get as long as the the Wii U did. Uh, hey, the Wii U's not dead yet, brother. It'll be <laughs> dead at the end of the year. Might be. Yeah. yeah. We'll still get Zelda, right? Uh, man, the, yeah. There's some, there's still already a bunch of great GBA games on the Wii U <laughs> eShop in America, which is. That hardly compares to other countries. But yeah, like Zero Mission, Metroid Prime mm. Zero Mission, uh, sorry, Metroid Zero Mission, the Fire Emblem game, uh, Superstar Saga. There are so many great. Still no uh, Drill Dozer. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, Game Freaks one, one of their few non Pokemon games. So uh, good. It better have the vibration. It's just not the same without. It, it needs it. Yeah, that's like the only GBA game with vibration. I think it had built-in vibration into the card, though yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. the only one. I think there was a. Well, no, there was WarioWare Twisted. That wasn't Vibration. I think but, Pokemon no, that Pinball. Was like a motion Pokemon sensor. Pinball had it, yes. Yeah. That was Game Boy Color, though, that had the rumble pack. There was there one advanced one, yeah. um, and it might that, have had a rumble. Yeah, that had all the third-gen people in it. What about all those like old uh, Shrek and... Uh, <laughs> What is it? Ga- uh, SpongeBob cartoons that were on the uh, oh. those? Oh yeah, the and, well Pokemon <laughs> cartoons too. That were just like two episodes as a video file on a GBA oh, cart. God. It's essentially just like one long animated GIF yeah. In, yeah. in our modern they make uh, language. UMDs look super advanced. Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, what's your favorite Game Boy Advance memory? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com/slash/forums. And uh, first one to answer the question while posting the thread and and posting the question 
gets read first on next week's show. You all know the drill, right? Otherwise, you can go to the article on videogameapocalypse.com for episode 156 and answer there. So that's been our show. We'll go out with a quick round of plugs as is customary. Bob, you are the guest. You go first. Oh, awesome. Thank you. You can read my writing on usgamer.net or somethingawful.com and also listen to my classic gaming podcast, Retronauts. You can find that at retronauts.com or usgamer.net or just search for Retronauts in your podcast device. And all of these guys have been on it like just this weekend, so you're going to hear all of them coming up soon. Episodes about Pokemon, SimCity, and Resident Evil are coming up, um, so please listen to that. And yes, and uh, Chris was not invited because I predicted he would hate Day of the Tentacles, so I did not (laughs) invite him on my podcast. He's dead to me now. Correct Uh, correct phrasing is Chris was not invited because fuck that guy. Yes, exactly. Uh, Laser time is taking over Retronauts, guys. We'll soon soon we'll be hosting it. We're the NWO of uh, Retronauts. <laughs> Sorry. Well, speaking uh, of, uh, and you have a Patreon as well. Oh, that's right. Go to uh, patreon.com slash retronauts if you want to give to us. But first, listen to the podcast. I, I assume you'll want to give us money after you listen to us. So, yeah. Well, the New World Order of uh, Laser Time is Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast that I host. Damn, and, that uh, goes first this time. Well, uh, yeah. I just wanted, well, I wanted to mention that. And, yeah, we'll have WrestleMania and uh, NXT TakeOver predictions for our next episode. But I also wanted to give a shout-out to Triskitable. Uh, that uh, they laid down the law in the uh, comment or the um, question of the week comments for if you're gonna start the thread in the laser time forums post the question as it was asked dang it it's a very little thing but it, yeah. it helps a lot when you're it is collecting. important yes. yeah it hmm. is important uh, well hey let me just say there's laser time the original podcast that started it all this week is one I took a lot of pride in because I planned it out and got us our big superstar guest Mike Drucker where he talked all about Florida and its effect on pop culture. That we got, we've uh, we've got thirty rock jokes. We've got stolen <laughs> elections. We've got Limp Biscuit. We got a, we've got Epcot Center. We you, got it all. You did make Ohio seem tolerable, and I spent <laughs> nearly thirty years there. So congratulations. Wow. Hey, if you know a couple other Ohioans uh, that could want to do a yeah. Ohio episode of Laser Time, oh, we'd be up for they it. all fled. I have to gather them <laughs> from their various destinations. Uh, and of course, you know, speaking... traveled to the four corners of the earth to find them. <laughs> well, well, as far away as from Ohio as you can get, basically. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Bob and podcast, Talking Simpsons is the one Bob hosts for us, and it is our weekly uh, weekly exploration of every episode of The Simpsons, one at a time. Season three has begun. We just did the Michael Jackson guest starring yeah. episode, Stark it's, Raving Dad. It's nearly an hour long. I yeah. listened to it today. It so, is amazing. It is, but I think we're still keep them in the normal 40 hour, yeah. 40 minute version. 40 just hours. <laughs> just because this one, we need about 13 minutes of, hey, welcome to season three. This is what season three is. And also, here's who Michael Jackson is. Yeah. So yes. it's like 14 minutes Literally before we can finally Literally the biggest say. guest they ever got. Speaking of 40-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also there's uh, 30, 20, 10, where we talk mm. about the pop culture events from that week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, that stars one uh, Raparez's partner. Mr. Yeah. Raparez's partner. She's not my partner. Wife, She's uh, my wife. Sorry. Yeah. Pardon me. You have to say that like I'm very old school. Yes. It has to convey that I own her. <laughs> Michael's property yes. was on the pot. Uh, uh, yes, Who Diana. I was paid a dowry to <laughs> accept. Uh, yeah, it's, How many uh, mules? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was 30 Zuzums of silver. Okay, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. 
And while I nobody can't, knows what that is, <laughs> and while I can't remember specifically a comic book reference in here, I'm sure I made one. And if you like that, you should listen to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast, every week on this network. Yeah. And there's also tons of videos of it and our weekly playing of video games, like Day of the Tentacle, mm-hmm. on YouTube.com/slash Laser Time Network. Also, Laser Time and Retronauts have Patreons that you should support. You mean Patreon.com/slash Laser Time and slash Retronauts, where tons of exclusive podcasts. <laughs> uh, uh, Podcasts and videos exist, Dave? Yeah, that thing. Uh, that I, very thing. I, I, I want to give money to that already, just <laughs> <Yeah>. hearing that. <laughs> We're not in the pocket of big entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> We're in your pocket. Because you put your money in ours. Gross, sure. wash your jeans, everybody, please. Yeah, we are humble people in, in an expensive city. We, we give to Patreon. <laughs> As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VGApocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. The time on Twitter, Bob and I got nerd shamed uh, for it was when the MSD3K Kickstarter had just been announced, and we 